Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is amazing. We got, we got a bunch of big news today. So Twitter Files 2.0 are getting released, and it's kind of more of a supplemental, Matt Taibbi says. Apparently, James Baker, former FBI, involved in the Steele dossier, the Russiagate hoax, the fake impeachment against Donald Trump, was, was, was counsel for Twitter. I think he was, what was he, deputy general counsel or something. And Elon Musk just fired him. This has to be the craziest oversight so they're trying to release the Twitter files, evidence that the FBI was involved in suppression of information on Twitter. There is a portal for them to use on Twitter and Facebook to manipulate and, and censor information. When this guy is ousted from, from uh, the FBI, he eventually finds his way to Twitter. And then get this. It was in 2018 that Yoel Roth of Twitter said he, he got in contact with the DNI, with DHS, with FBI. And then sure enough, this disgraced establishment deep state FBI guy gets a top lawyer position for Twitter. And then when they're trying to release the documents, this guy's jamming it up. It's just absolutely incredible. So to say that it was just, you know, the FBI guiding. Now, at this point, when you've got former disgraced FBI working as counsel in tandem with the FBI to censor information. Come on, don't play those games with me. When we see people at like Monsanto or whatever corporation resign and then get appointed to a position in like the FDA or the federal government, we're like, yeah, no, we get what that's all about. When say like a high ranking member of a company, I don't know, Halliburton or something, somehow becomes what's a vice president or something. And then we go to work. <laughs> Come on. So this is crazy. And we got some other news, too. We got uh, Alex Jones giving more information on what happened with Ye. Apparently... He, he was told they weren't going to talk about this stuff, and they did anyway. Sounds very, very similar to what we're seeing here. We'll talk about that, plus this story out of Philadelphia, where I think it's, what is a gas station? Where they got armed guards with, uh, with some rifles now? Because I'll say it again, man, I think law enforcement doesn't exist. What I mean by that is, of course, there are police, of course, there's the FBI, but they're not enforcing the law anymore. I don't know what they're doing. It's political or what we're seeing across the board with like Katie Hobbs certifying her own election, the raw exercise of power. So we'll talk about all of that. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member to support our work. Uh, we had some issues with the members only show yesterday. It was uh, Chef Andrew Gruel. He cooked this amazing omelet with like Brussels sprouts, but uh, it got fixed. So that episode is up. We're going to have another members only show for you coming up tonight. Should be a whole lot of spicy fun, not so family friendly. So don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about all of this is Savannah Hernandez. Thank you for having me, Tim. I mean, I, for one, am completely shocked that our own FBI would, uh, you know, try to hamper the truth about what's been going on at Twitter from us. Our own FBI. Who could imagine that they would be at the forefront of this? Shocking. I mean, since, truly, the, since truly. the days of the honorable J. Edgar Hoover, they've been nothing but a proud American institution. 
So you're telling me, you know, based off of these new revelations, that the FBI doesn't have the American interests public <laughs> at the forefront? I'm truly shocked. I really am. I don't even know how to, you know, properly assess what we're seeing today, but I guess we're going to have to really delve into it. I'm excited Savannah, to do so. Uh, compose yourself. It's I shocking. I know. But uh, Our own government being corrupt. I could never <laughs> imagine, you know, Tim, as somebody who barely got reinstated on Twitter after being permanently banned for the past uh, two years, just two weeks ago, I, for one, am completely shocked that our own government and big tech would try to censor the truth from the American people. Insane. Mm -hmm. So so what do you do for those that don't know you? Um, for those that don't know me, I am a journalist who goes and covers uh, specifically like progressive cities here in the United States. I like to do a lot of man on the street work. I go and I talk to people on the ground. You know, when um, our beloved President Joe Biden says that the economy is doing great, that we're flourishing, that the gas prices are lowering. I love going and speaking to Americans and asking them, hey, what's actually going on in the streets? Uh, you know, I've covered extensively the NCAA championship earlier this year where Leah Thomas was swimming and I was able to combat the narrative that it was a great thing that uh, wow. Leah Thomas was swimming against females. Uh, you know, I've broken stories regarding Black Lives Matter, covered the riots. Uh, I've been focusing in a lot on drugs, crime, and homelessness in progressive cities, specifically Democrat-run cities, to kind of highlight the reality of that. So uh, that's a little bit of what I do. Right on. Well, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having me. We also have Luke. Wait until you guys find out about the CIA. There's, oh. there's, there's, oh, there's, yeah? there's a lot of things to talk about. My um, name's Luke Radowski here. I am your humble t-shirt vendor. Today I'm wearing a t-shirt that reads, I am blank and ready to talk about politics at Christmas. If you want to find out what blank is, you will have to go to thebestpoliticalshirts.com. And because you guys do that, this is the main way that you guys support me. So thank you so much for doing so. And this should be a great show. Thanks for coming, Savannah. Hi, everyone. Ian Crossland here. Happy to rock and roll. Let's move this along. Serge, tell me about it. Hey, guys. I'm at Serge.com. Good to see you again. All Good right. Show. Let's get into that first story from the yeah. New York Post. Elon Musk fires Twitter lawyer James Baker over Hunter Biden story suppression. And the funny thing is, you know, if you just read the headline, you're like, uh-huh, why is that news? Okay. Elon Musk fired Twitter general counsel. Okay, so it was just straight general counsel. Wow. In light of concerns about Baker's possible role in suppression of information important to the public, public dialogue, he was exited from Twitter today, Musk wrote on Twitter Tuesday. Musk added that he questioned Baker before his firing about the events surrounding the laptop suppression. Uh, scandal, and that his explanation was unconvincing. Baker was previously general counsel for the FBI under former director James Comey and was a key figure in the Bureau's investigation into false claims of collusion between Russia and Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. Full stop. The day, I believe it was the day Donald Trump was inaugurated, a lawyer tweets, we are going to impeach you. That lawyer later went on to represent a client whose name we won't say, and then he uh, uh, he was part of the impeachment against Donald Trump. There have been people actively working against the president and the American people since 2016. How this man comes to leave in disgrace the FBI and then become general counsel for Twitter is very, very interesting, especially when you take a look at uh, some of this other information. Let me see if I can pull this up. We have Josh Hawley there. Uh, where do we have it? Is it? Uh, there we go. America First Legal. Following the Twitter files, AFL has obtained new documents uncovering a secret Twitter portal U.S. government officials used to censor dissenting COVID-19 views and violate the First Amendment. So uh, this is something more than just, in my opinion, the FBI advising Twitter, giving giving a humble warning to Mark Zuckerberg. No, they had direct access and they had some of their loyalists inside the company. Matt Taibbi writes on Twitter. 
On Friday, the first installment of the Twitter files was published here. We expected to publish more over the weekend. Many wondered why there was a delay. We can now tell you part of the reason why. On Tuesday, Twitter Deputy General Counsel, okay, so it was Deputy, Jim Baker was fired. Among the reasons, vetting the first batch of Twitter files without knowledge of new management. The process for producing the Twitter files involved delivery of two, two, uh, two, two journalists, Barry Weiss and me, via a lawyer close to new management. However, after the initial batch, things became complicated. Over the weekend, while we both dealt with obstacles to new searches, it was Barry Weiss who discovered that the person in charge of releasing the file was someone named Jim. When she called to ask Jim's last name, the answer came back, Jim Baker. My jaw hit the floor, says Weiss. Look at this. The first batch of files both reporters received was marked Spectra Baker emails. Baker is a controversial figure. He has been something of a zealot of FBI controversies dating back to 2016. From the Steele dossier to the Alpha server mess, he resigned in 2018 after an investigation into leaks to the press. The news that Baker was reviewing the Twitter file surprised everyone involved, to say the least. New Twitter chief Elon Musk acted quickly to exit Baker Tuesday. Reporters resumed searches through Twitter files materials, a lot of it. Today, the next installment of the Twitter files will appear Barry, uh, at Barry Weiss. Stay tuned. So, how you guys doing? Yeah, there, I actually talked about this guy yesterday, um, and I brought up Jonathan uh, Turley's article on him, and he called him the Kevin Bacon of the Russian collusion uh, scandal. The, the The story here is just absolutely bewildering, especially when you look into the greater details. This guy was fired from the FBI for leaking information on the Trump administration. This guy was behind a lot of the major warrants that were spying on the Donald Trump campaign. This guy then was working with Vijaya Gotti one-on-one when it came to censoring people in our political landscape, predominant people who supported the Trump administration. This guy's connected to the Clintons. He's connected to James Comey. He's connected to almost virtually everyone in the political sphere. And Elon Musk didn't even know he was working at Twitter deciding what kind of documents Barry Weiss and Matt Taibbi were getting. What? That's How does that make sense? It doesn't. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely not. And and you know what? This is just another great example, too, of just how far the tentacles of our government stretch in every aspect of our reality and of our truth. I mean, going into again, big tech, which is one of the areas and places where people cast their votes, where they gather their information, where their entire reality is dictated, essentially. You have the FBI here uh, dictating reality, dictating truth, and dictating what we're allowed to see. So, you know, even, it's like our own government, right? We instill somebody as president who we think is going to change things, but then they have to go through all of these other layers of corruption, and that's what we're seeing right now with Twitter and um, all the other, you know, people involved with even suppressing the Twitter files. It doesn't surprise me that there was some deep state act. And when I say deep state, I mean like administrative state. You know, I know very well that people will leave the government. You mentioned this earlier, Tim, and then go work at Monsanto or they'll be like a Monsanto chief and then they'll come work at the government or they'll be like, it's just this revolving door of government corporate collusion. I just have, this is kind of the first time I've seen it in social media. Well, there's a saying, once you're CIA, you're always CIA. To think think that the Federal Bureau of of Investigations doesn't have a similar role in our private sector is foolish. So I think it's fair to say that the FBI has infiltrated many big tech social media companies, whether officially or unofficially. And a lot of the times it is them calling the shots here. And prove me wrong, because there's no other way to, to see this from the plethora of evidence that has been provided to us. 
Yeah, I kind of just don't think that the country exists anymore. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I saw you tweet that earlier, too. What do you mean by that? I mean that um, the idea of the United States is now this shell. You know, you can see the flag, but even the embassies flying a different embassies are flying different flags in some places. Not like flying on the flagpole, but they're putting up like the pride flag and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. You go to uh, a major city. The attitude, the belief structure is so dramatically different from people outside of cities. It's like just it's a clear distinction here. Then you get to the courts. Okay, it's illegal. Uh, uh, there's we, we call it we call it illegal immigration for a reason. Okay, well a whole bunch of states just completely ignore that law, right? California, for instance, they call it a sanctuary state. You've got places like uh, I think New York and San Francisco are doing this. Upstate New York allowing non-citizens to vote. Yeah. Now that th- these court cases are going through, look. The southern border is completely porous. Non-citizens are voting. What does that even mean? How is it a vote if people who don't live here can change the way we have to live? Then you have all of the crime. Then you have this. Two things with this. That's why I say the U.S. doesn't exist anymore. You know, I was I was talking about this earlier with uh, um, some friends. Uh, they're like, don't you think? But this stuff's always been happening. And I'm like, yeah, 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 you know, back in the day of J. Edgar Hoover when he's digging up dirt on presidential candidates and stuff. But you see, the FBI, they were everywhere. They had some, there was like some unified authoritarian control over this country. Mm-hmm. Now, not only can we see them doing it, but we see them doing it. You know what I mean? Like, we know they do it, and now we're watching them do it, meaning their control has been completely subverted. So there's illicit activity going on from the the federal government to try and control things, which they're failing to control, and then they're being exposed. So not only is there no seemingly functional law enforcement, if you look at what happened with Marjorie Taylor Greene, if you look at what, what happens with us, if you look at what's happening with police across the country and security in Philadelphia, like you were mentioning, these, mm-hmm. these armed guards outside, the cops can't do anything, the FBI can't do anything, swattings are happening like crazy to members of Congress— and now we're just sitting back, literally watching in real time the FBI fail to pull off an infiltration. Well, wow. And, and I think what we're seeing too, right, in the modern days, if you really take a step back and look at it, is that all of our intelligence agencies have been weaponized against the American people. And, and then you go to the border, like you talked about, Tim. I've been to the border myself, and I've watched the flood of illegal immigration that happens every single day. I've talked to Border Patrol who say, uh, we're essentially Uber for the illegal immigrants at this point. There, There's no stop to the flow there. We're essentially aiding and abetting human trafficking at our border. We're aiding and abetting the cartel at this point. Uh, the Biden administration might as well be putting money directly in their pockets because they are. Um, so again, you know, the border's an issue, the crime's an issue. And then on top of all of that, our own intelligence agencies are now attacking and, uh, you know, targeting the American citizens. So I completely agree with your sentiment that the United States no longer exists. And it was funny, too, because so many on the left were saying, oh, my gosh, Donald Trump called to abolish the Constitution. This is so horrific. I can't believe he would say something like that. Like that. And it's like, hold on, you guys impede on our First Amendment rights and our Second Men- Amendment rights every single day. We just had Joe Biden the other week saying we need to ban assault weapons. Every single day you have the Democrats trying to take away our, our Second Amendment right, our ability to defend ourselves, to keep us from becoming New Zealand, China or Australia. And you're mad because Donald Trump said something about abolishing the Constitution on true social get. 
you know, give me a break. He didn't even say that. He's like, some rules, including some of those in the Constitution, may have to be suspended or terminated. Or I think terminated is what he said. Mm-hmm. So he didn't come out and say, like, terminate the entire Constitution. He was like, some of these rules have to be terminated. Okay, not a fan. Not a fan of when Abraham Lincoln did it. But Abraham Lincoln did it, too. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get the vibe that the internet has changed the way nations govern themselves so drastically. This internet video and things like that now, like the the, the cohesion of um, the the myth of what we are used to be through ABC, NBC, CBS, and they were told to you, and that was the administrative state. Now, now everyone, it's it's madness. It's madness, and nations, I think, rightfully so, are dissipating. Like the idea that we that the United States ends at that drawn out line is ridiculous. Now, those people on the other side, like the cartels you mentioned, are just as much a part of this system as I am, mm-hmm. whether I want it to be or not. We're all in this together. So it's 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 faltering i don't think that it means that the american ideals are disappearing i think that the constitution and the ideas that it represents are fantastic and could be globally adopted you know you see revolution in china Dude, but ian the fact that our own press secretary has the audacity to get up in front of the american people every single day and lie to us boldface they you know this administration tried to change the definition of recession as we were actively going through it this entire administration tries to pretend that the economy isn't failing that inflation isn't at a 40-year high the fact that our own government is not fearful of the American people. And, and you know, they, they're willing to lie to us so boldface. It really pisses me off. And I think it goes to show that, yeah, we don't have the country that we once had. You know, Jack Posobiec always loves to tweet that out, that the America that we once knew no longer exists. And I completely agree with that sentiment because think about the fact, too, that we're raising an entire generation that thinks that this type of government is normal, that changing the definition of things is normal. Uh, I was thinking about the fact that TSA, right, I thought that that was a normal thing. I wasn't aware that taking off your shoes, getting frisked by the TSA was not a normal part of modern day society. Think about the fact that Gen Z is going to think that face masks, that government overreach, that the government spying on you, that the government lying to you and redefining our modern day language is just how society has always run. Let me, I'll make a point to the uh, uh, country no longer existing too. There are a lot of people that still believe in the United States. And they're holding to this idea and this vision. I respect that. I, I, I like what America represents. I like mm-hmm. the Constitution. But come on. Take a look at the, the Constitution. Take a look at the Bill of Rights. Is the federal government abiding by the Bill of Rights? Let's, let's go through it. The First Amendment. What did we just learn? Okay, well, uh, the FBI, the DHS, DNI are colluding with big tech platforms to censor legitimate legal speech. Major political parties like the DNC, which includes public officials, are actively suppressing speech. And we can see it's happening in California. We can see it from the Missouri lawsuit. That's 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 the First Amendment just gone. Second Amendment. Oh, I don't even got to talk about that. Come on. Democrats are trying to ban semi-automatic weapons. Third Amendment. I got you there, baby. During COVID, they were mandating that you couldn't evict people. And that meant and this is hilarious, by the way. That active duty soldiers, military personnel, who are currently living as tenants in in property, they could not be evicted. And I got to say that literally violates the Third Amendment. The Third Amendment, of course, most people don't realize is the government can't quarter soldiers in your home. So the argument was actually made. Fourth Amendment? Oh, come on. The fourth, has that one existed for a long time? NSA lying to Congress? They, they bulk spying all of that stuff? Tapping mm-hmm. the, the deep sea cables? Mm-hmm. Come on, those are the first four that are gone. How about the Fifth Amendment? Oh boy. You want to go through this one? January 6th defendants. Yep. How long have they been locked up without charge, without without trials in solitary confinement? Mm-hmm. I get it. The list goes on. There's no there's no right to confront your accuser. There's no speedy trial. Let's talk about the ninth and tenth amendment. Oh boy, do we gotta go there? Look, you've got the fracturing across the board of the Constitution. It's just non-existent. 
Mm-hmm. Sorry to say. When you brought up Trump, I was going to make a joke. Uh, I was like, we have a constitution here? But you, <laughs> but, but you made the point a lot more clearer by going through each of the amendments here. And, yeah, and which, which one's the seventh? Is that, is that the one about suing someone for 20 bucks? Or is that, which one is that one? I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up right now. But, but there is something to say about, you know, rogue intelligence states that have pretty much just destroyed conversations, destroyed speech, destroyed people's ability to, to just have a fair political system. It, what, what's happening right now is not fair. What's happening right now is not just. It's, it's one party consolidating enough power and authority for themselves to do whatever they want, trying to create a Chinese-style totalitarian society where they try to disarm you, put you on a social credit score as you're going to be living through a central bank digital digital currency, asking for permission just to do anything in your life. As, of course, the richest, most powerful people are only setting policies that are making them more richer and more powerful than ever. The last few years, we have seen the largest transfer of wealth in, I think, recorded human history. That is something worth noting when it comes to robbing people of any kind of ability, not only to to fight back, but to live a life. That, that ability has been stripped away from a lot of decent, hardworking Americans that could no longer make ends meet could no longer act by a society that that is acting by fair rules because it's not everywhere you go there is some kind of uh nonsense that is some kind of woke policy there's some kind of bullcrap out there that just robs you of a good fair and honest living luke see and i always make the argument as well because we're constantly talking against the world economic forum george soros a lot of these like you'll own nothing and be happy policies right but we're essentially already living through that do we truly own anything if you pay off your house do you truly own your house are you still paying property taxes to the government do you truly have a constitution do you truly have freedom of the press in the united states of america or is big tech going to like the new york post story with hunter biden kind of censor and suppress what you're really allowed to say ahead of a uh, you know important election i'm not sure so uh, you know we have to ask these very important questions because people are con- consistently warning against these things uh, warning against this like totalitarian state the authoritarian government but i for one think that we're essentially already living through it and we essentially have this illusion that we're not but i don't think we're really free in the united states uh, unfortunately anymore i'm going to pull up this uh, twitter thread we briefly uh, went over before it's from america first legal and just we'll, we'll go through this they say following the twitter files america first legal has obtained new documents uncovering a secret twitter portal u.s government officials used to censor dissenting covid19 views and violate the first amendment follow along they say This is what 500 uh, 500 plus page release in August of 2021. The head of Google's news lab for the Asia Pacific region, APAC, emailed a CDC vaccine confidence strategist to invite her to the APAC's trusted media summit. CDC's vaccine confidence strategist then emailed the event planner for Google's APAC trusted media summit, noting her excitement over being invited to what she referred to as the coolest misinformation fighting speakeasy. I don't want to go through every single uh, uh, every single element of this. But I want to highlight, and then we'll go through this, the fact that it's not just Twitter, okay? YouTube, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, I love this one. YouTube has rules on what you can and can't say about vaccination and COVID. Here's the funny thing. Those rules have dramatically changed over time. Mm-hmm. Is that YouTube accepting responsibility for false information, for posting misinformation? Now, YouTube can argue we were only fighting, uh, following the guidance from officials, well, now we actually have some testimony from some of these officials that they actually base their decisions off nothing. So here's what we have. The government, it's not, it's not just Fauci setting guidelines. It is the, the federal, exe- the executive branch with direct access to Facebook, to Twitter, to YouTube, to censor information they don't like. 
often with zero merit. And where does that bring us? Including satire, including humor, including legal political speech that couldn't be in the public discourse because some politician, some fat cat bureaucrat, some some Karen Becky said, I don't like this speech. I'm going to censor it. That That's the, the idea that a politician could say those ideas shouldn't be in your mind is is like peak Orwellian peak. tyrannical it's something that we should push back immediately because these people are are essentially trying to push thought control mind control on the general public and there's no other way of arguing it i don't see it any other way we we used to talk about how in the united states you could mock your political leaders you know it's one of the few countries in the world where you can make fun of your president all stuff you still can to a certain degree but when people went online and made fun of fauci the government intervened and got these people banned. Well, not only that, but remember that The Intercept just put out that article as well about the DHS and the Disinformation Governance Board and how they were trying to essentially censor speech regarding the withdrawal of Afghanistan, racism and social justice or uh, racial justice, I'm sorry. And then uh, again, of course, COVID-19 as well. So uh, going back to that freedom of speech, do we really have the ability to question our government officials? Like we talked about with Twitter, they have backtracked on a lot of their COVID-19 policy. I, for one, almost lost my entire YouTube channel because I was reporting what the own CDC was saying to us and then, you know, highlighting the hypocrisy of um, how they were kind of going back and forth with things. I got censored for that multiple times. Go ahead, Tim. Oh, I was going to say that they did that to Crowder. Mm -hmm. Crowder got a strike for just reporting what the CDC was saying. Yeah, yeah. That was a fun time. The past two years have been a lot of fun on big tech. Yeah, yeah. Let me me pull this real quick. Uh, Sorry, but uh, Michael Tracy says... Yoel Roth said he had weekly meetings with FBI, DHS, etc. throughout 2020. Let me stress this. He, he writes, where, where is he? Since 2018, I've had regular meetings with the Office of Director of National Intelligence, Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, and industry peers. During these meetings, they said, blah, 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 hacked materials about Hunter Biden. Here's what we know. Was the FBI directing Twitter to take things down? Hmm. It appears not. But there was a former FBI agent who got hired by Twitter who was working alongside the FBI and then taking things down. So let's just be for real. Was the FBI directly doing it? Any sane person would say yes. To think that like this guy's ousted from the FBI, goes work to Twitter, then keeps talking to the FBI about how to operate and it's not the FBI pulling the strings. Spare me. Tim, honestly, I'm at the point where I'm like, uh, put the FBI in the same category as the ATF and the CIA. Abolish all of them because I truly haven't seen anything good come of the FBI. Is this the same FBI that's been entrapping Americans for, you know, probably since its inception? I, I don't know. What good has come out of the FBI? Because maybe I'm just misinformed on this. Hey, whoa, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 hey. The X-Files. That show is awesome. <laughs> yeah, they, they also, you know, ar- arrested peaceful preachers at abortion clinics. Very know? true. Very, thank yeah. you to the FBI yeah, yeah. for targeting they, they were private singing, American they were citizens. Singing Good the, job, guys. They were singing the hymns very aggressively. Well, look, you guys know that silent prayer is violence. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like those thoughts... Those can hurt people. Honestly, being, you know, having dissenting views in 2022 is violence. This room is violence. I can feel it <laughs> emanating, okay? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
What, what was, uh, oh yeah, COINTELPROBE, definitely something worthwhile to doing. Definitely something that mm-hmm. was honorable and not deceitful and not working in secret in Dude, order to uh, cause chaos so within gotten, political movements. I've gotten to the point in my career with politics where sometimes I just don't even want to look back historically at what our government and what our intelligence agencies have done to us and done to the American people because it just black pills me to no end. I'm like, oh, okay, so the CIA is the one that brought LSD and crack to the American public. Got it. The FBI is the one who's been in trapping Americans for the past couple of years and they were directly tied to January 6th. Got it. It's Don't like, forget about funding cartels and, oh, yeah, and terrorist yeah. organizations. Fast and, and ISIS. Was Fast, fast and Furious. And furious uh, no, no. Fast and Furious was... Uh, I DEA? Think, uh, yeah, DEA. Like, uh, you'll, look, you'll look at any of our intelligence agencies. Um, Project Veritas just came out with their own expose about the HHS and I was um, reporting on MVM Inc. earlier this uh, year about how essentially we're trafficking children via taxpayer payer dollars, um, you know, utilizing the cartel, the border, everything going on over there. Our government complicit in all of it. We're paying for child traffic trafficking for crying out loud. And um, yeah, everyone's just kind of okay with it. Hey, the FBI's not that bad. They, they did a really good job protecting Epstein for 30 years. So true. <laughs> yeah, They made sure that so he was true. able to continue his operations when his, when the victims and the children were coming forward. They made sure to shut them up. But and they did a great so job at that in the, the 90s. So, so this is the point that I was making about the US. Like, There was a period where their, their power was kind of absolute. You know, that, that stuff they were doing, that was America. No, we didn't like it, of course. And then you're a conspiracy theorist if you thought it. But think about where we are now. It used to be that if you came out and said there was a cabal of wealthy elites who are trafficking children using a private island, they'd be like, you're crazy. And now it's a definitive fact. Like Maxwell's literally in prison for this. Epstein is no longer living. Now it's like you asked Bill Clinton about Maybe. it, and it's like, please, <laughs> please do do not question him about that. Okay, nobody needs to question Joe Biden about these things either. Um, if it's not on the approved media question list, we're just going to go ahead and overlook. You know, maybe I should put this another way. Maybe it's wrong to say there's no U.S. anymore. Maybe for a period there wasn't one. Maybe this corrupt deep state controlling things was when the U.S. was suppressed, and what we're seeing now with us calling it out. And, and pointing it out, exposing the corruption and stopping it is the resurgence of America. Tim, I've been looking into the Council on Foreign Relations and how they've had direct ties to, you know, our upper, upper officials in government. And, and media. Exactly. And, cor- and the corporate and, world. And again, this just goes back to me being super black-pilled because you read about all of these groups that have had ties to who is allowed to be in our government, and it's this entire illusion of choice. So uh, I do agree with that sentiment a little bit more, where it's like, well, maybe things have always been this way. We're just seeing it now in open uh, because we have, you know, freedom of information via the big tech somewhat to see this. Maybe it's always been this way. Yeah, Tulsi Gabbard, has. T- yep. T- Tulsi Gabbard, also a member of the Council on Foreign Relations, a group started by Zbigniew Brzezinski and David Rockefeller mm-hmm. that has codified a lot of the secretive, not secretive meetings and in, in institutions that they have had within our national security state and the corporate banking world as well, instituting their policies covertly and also uh, publicly as well. The larger point that I really wanted to make about this, and I'm so happy you brought up the Council on Foreign Relations. This is like the topic that I love love to especially talk about. They banned me uh, from, <laughs> from their facilities uh, previously before. So you're doing something right. But, but this is exactly how they work. It's a revolving door between a lot of people with government in the private world and mm-hmm. not private world. And to think that, that you know, their, their accomplishments, that their, you know, job leaves when they leave the, that physical office is, is, again, a misnomer. They're all interconnected. They're all dating each other. They're all related to each other. They're all going to the same parties. They're all doing the same drugs. They're all doing unspeakable things that I can't Cue even mention FBI here on this broadcast. In Twitter and, right now. And, and they also run larger extortion operations on each other to keep each other in check. So mm-hmm. this this power grid system has many 
different layers to it. And I think we're seeing some people are arguing that, you know, maybe things aren't getting worse. Maybe we're just finding out about what they really are. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I think that's an aspect that I think we should be considering here. Are we finding out more and realizing the truth of this world that was hidden from us before? Or is it really getting that bad? What do you guys we're think? We're finding out more about what has always been, but it's also a set of new challenges right now. We need to protect our constitutional rights as American citizens. So we have encryption to protect our First Amendment right. You have decentralization to protect your First Amendment right because centralized systems are vulnerable. You have ghost guns. You have the ability to 3D print weapons to protect your Second Amendment right. Like you can't rely on some external force to protect your rights. Those are your rights. And we need to work together to protect our rights as citizens. Luke, and I'm so glad that you said that because uh, what yeah, I have Ian. realized is, Ian. <laughs> well, Luke's the sh- Sorry, you're the both bomb. white men. You guys look exactly the same. I'm kidding. Um, anyway. Don't make me start talking <laughs> about Ian. How can you, what do you mean? Luke's a person of color. Ian's exactly. White. I apologize. I'm a bigot. You better. What can I say? What can I say? You know, you know that Slavic people are people of color, right? Yeah. I do but, now. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, t- I just told you I'm a bigot. Tim. One more apology and it's okay. Before we get to real, tell me what I was saying was right again. What were you? <laughs> what, were we, what were we just talking about? Oh, CFR. protecting your rights. Counts on foreign relations. So the masses, what I have realized now going out uh, you know, across America, because for the past six to seven months, I really have dedicated my life to going to the Bronx, Skid Row, Portland, Kensington Avenue in Philadelphia, because I have wanted to see what has been going on in these cities. And I have wanted to see what the American public has been experiencing. But I realized that the, the masses and you know the majority of people genuinely do need somebody to think for them. Mm-hmm. And that's why it has been so easy for our government to just come in and take over, do something like this. We all see it in plain sight. And everyone's just like, Okay, oh well, the government is, you know, kind of subverting the democracy, whatever, it is what it is. Um, It's so rare to have people who are original thinkers and willing to stand up for themselves, and they think people like Tim Pool are going to come save them. They think people like Donald Trump are going to come save them. No, people have to go and stand up for their own rights and freedoms. You have to be the one to make the change, and you have to get rid of that mentality of, oh, well, someone else will do it for me. Someone else will say this for me. Like, No, you have to be the one who gets active in your community and makes the change, because that's why America has gotten to where it currently is, is because of weak men, weak women, and weak-willed people who refuse to actually stand up and speak out against everything going on. Some people would say, we are change. But also, I want to make a correction here. It wasn't the DEA between uh, that was behind Fast and Furious. It was the ATF. So oh, just a just, ATF, a, just right. a correction there. So Our wow. other favorites, the ATF. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, like the DEA shouldn't exist. The ATF shouldn't exist. And at this point, neither should the FBI. Mm-hmm. So, but like you know, to be honest, like the DEA and the ATF are like top contenders because like the DEA, I I just. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, marijuana schedule one. Right, what the just, hell there's is so that? much broken stuff about this. The ATF's weird because like, what does firearms have anything to do with tobacco? Like, what the hell? Those are completely <laughs> different organizations. Jump. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 jump to this story. We have this uh, tweet from Jason Martinez. He says a North Philly owner says he's had enough violent crime at his gas station, so he's hired these guys to protect his customers and store. Does this make you feel safer or uncomfortable? Uh, let me just say, I will show you this, this guy right here. He's got a mask on. He's got what looks like an AR pistol. Uh, I think it's an, a Glock mag, so probably not, 9 millimeter. And uh, you take a look at what we got here. There's another guy here. This, this fella over here. What does he got? He's got, I, I'm not sure. You guys, you guys probably know better than me. Is that a bullpup 12 gauge? Um, no, probably not. Probably not. I don't know what that is. It's a bullpup something or other. But uh, I got to be honest. 
I feel a whole lot safer with those guys standing around. I'm going to get gas, and there's two dudes with rifles. I'm gonna feel pretty good. You know, in these better si- than if they weren't there. In these situations, that's that's true. And I also am like, okay, it's better than no security. But that is the slippery slope of private security. Is at first it feels good because it's better than none. But then all of a sudden there's going to be six guys. Then there's 14 guys. Then a corporation comes in and is running the show. Then the owner of the corporation decides now this gas station is my gas station and who's there to stop them. So, like, you got to be real careful with private security. You're describing governments, Ian. Yeah. That's what governments <laughs> do. Corporations right. well, hold too, on. Yeah. Some people, someone said bullpup 556. Someone said bullpup 12 gauge. Uh, I'm not sure. We I got think mul- it's a 12 gauge. I thought I thought it was a, tw- a shotgun. Yeah, 12 gauge bullpup shotgun and then that's obviously a Glock mag in there. Yes. So it's like an AR pistol or whatever. What what's you you were in Philly, right? Did you did you see this stuff going on? I was in Philly 3 weeks ago. I didn't see this type of stuff going on, but what I did see on the streets of Philly was absolutely horrific. Now, for viewers who aren't familiar with me, again, I have reported in the Bronx, on Skid Row, in Portland, in the course of two hours of reporting on Portland, I watched a man overdose in front of me and a woman's store get robbed. I immediately went and I uh, interviewed the business owner and she said, oh, this happens two to three times a day. I interviewed a police officer as the guy was overdosing. He says, oh, this happens three to four times a day. It's not a big deal. During the summer, uh, we'll have four to five overdoses within the course of one block at the same time. Uh, Not a big deal. Going to Philadelphia was... probably one of the most horrific places I have ever reported on. It was terrifying, and I completely understand the need to have this type of private security. When I was in Philadelphia, I was reporting on their needle exchange program. I was assaulted for reporting on a public street. I had my equipment uh, smashed. I was slapped in the face. I had urine splashed on me. My friend was calling the police, to which I laughed and responded, why are you calling the police? They don't exist here. You think the cops are going to come and care that I got slapped in the face? You have people getting executed on the streets in Philly. My friend actually sent me a video just the other day. Um, the exact location I was reporting in, a security guard shot in the back of the head, execution style, in the exact place that I was. That's what's happening on the streets of Philadelphia every single day. The police do not exist there. The police do not exist in Portland, where back in 2020, they decriminalized hard drugs, and you can go shoot up heroin in front of a police officer in Los Angeles, in San Francisco, in Portland, Oregon. The police don't exist in these areas. So I completely understand, uh, you know, these private security members being hired. Take a look at this right here. So a couple people have said 100% 12 gauge. Some people have said bullpup 556. It uh, it looks like a Tavor 12 gauge bullpup. Is that what it is? Because it it looks very much like one that I have. And I'm looking at that barrel. What do you think, Luke? Well, there's a Tavor um, 556, but I don't think that's it. I think it's it's a it's a twelve it's gauge a bullpup. Yeah, look shotgun. at the barrel. I don't know who makes it and produces it. I've got one. I got a bullpup shotgun. Looks just like that. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense to me. But what's the, uh, ac- what's the accurate range on that thing? Well, it depends what you're shooting. Would you classify I mean, that as an assault rifle? Uh, they do. Looks very scary. They they, they assault like they they an they, assault they, shotgun an assault shot. Yeah, of course, <laughs> absolutely. Like if it has a pistol grip and a rifle and, and, a, and a rifle stock, it's an assault weapon. Well, in well the good the good thing, Tim, is um, you know all of this gas station really had to do was say this is a gun free zone, and then the criminals wouldn't go and attack them. So it's kind of their own fault for not putting up that sign because we all know that that's the most simplistic way to stop crime by screaming, "Please don't!" Yeah, that's worked throughout <laughs> the ages. Don't do it. This is a gun free zone. The criminals like, oh, my bad. It stopped Genghis Khan. 
Actually, wait, no, it didn't. <laughs> Nothing stopped them. It's also important to note time, that... Ian, time, Ian, time stopped so, so his beautiful wife. While this is happening in Pennsylvania, in places like New York City, they're spending uh, government resources there going up in Times Square and making sure to notify people that they cannot legally carry arms and that Times Square is a gun-free zone, essentially saying, hey, criminals, if you do have a gun, which most criminals you do during, during this crazy day and age, and they don't follow the gun laws, that if they have any victims, they're the victims won't be able to, to defend themselves. That's essentially what, what they're saying. That's essentially what they're doing. At least Pennsylvania, there is still, as of right now, some kind of semblance of ability of human beings to be able to, to defend themselves. And sadly, we're going towards a society where if you have money, you could have protection. You could have security. If you don't have money, you're screwed. You know what my favorite thing is? Is when uh, politicians like Ilhan Omar, who call to abolish the police, are then surrounded by private security. Oh, yeah. I always love to see it. I, I grew up with this in Chicago. All these politicians would be like, guns should be banned, and then they're allowed to carry guns. Mm-hmm. The politicians, and then they, and then not only that, they have the rich people, the, the wealthy uh, Democrat types voting for this stuff have armed guards. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you know, when the Pelosi's were shocked that a... Uh, crazed crackhead in San Francisco broke into their home. It's like, a, congratulations, that's what happens to the people of San Francisco every day. You're not special. You're talking about that dude that apparently hit Paul Pelosi with a hammer? Mm-hmm. I feel like they're they're railroading that guy. Like, I think Paul knew that guy in their railroading. He's claiming him. he's innocent. <laughs> yeah, he said he was innocent. <laughs> yeah, Paul's smiling and laughing. an interesting story. You know, I heard that security guard you mentioned that got ex- you thought got executed in, mm-hmm. in Phil- I heard he survived. Oh, good. Well, he execution style. Okay. Yeah, yeah but I think he, he survived is what good. came up on, this, on the show a little while ago. Yeah, I wonder if, like, I don't know. I, I think I think like Media Matters wrote something about we were talking about the Paul Pelosi attack, mm-hmm. and they wrote some nonsense where it's like they believe weird conspiracies. And I was like, the whole segment was that we didn't know what really happened because the police keep changing their story. But if you in any way question the narrative, that means you're a conspiracy theorist. It's like, bro, I don't have a theory. I was like, the police changed their story. We don't know what happened. My favorite thing was when what was it? MSNBC or NBC? Uh, suspended their own reporter for accidentally telling the truth about that story. R.I.P. to... He's still gone. He's still yeah, suspended. That's what happens back when you work. tell the truth on a mainstream. Don't do it. Don't do it, guys. Could you imagine, like, you're a reporter and you get a, an email. It's like, come to the come to HR. And they're like, yeah, uh, Miguel, we have troubling reporting coming in from coworkers. Did you tell the truth on air? Well, I, I, I did. I'm sorry, you know. But thank you for being honest or or not. You're suspended. It's like, look, it specifically says on line four of your contract that you're not supposed to tell the truth. So you're going to have to get fired. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> my guy. They Ugh. like they throw they have like a sarlacc pit and they're like, and they just push him in. Dude, that's our media. It's like how, uh, you know, Amy Robach is currently in the news right now for having an affair with one of her co-hosts. But she wasn't in the news back in what, two years ago when she knew about Jeffrey Epstein and kind of just overlooked it. Really that's funny amazing. How well, well let's, let's break that down. I mean, you get uh, this. She gets she gets booted when yes. I think it was Daily Mail that found out that. So this is an ABC news anchor. Mm-hmm. Her and her co-host were like hooking up. And I think like they got a photo of him smacking her butt or something. So they they take her off the air. But when she got caught, when she was on a hot mic and camera talking about how they had the Epstein story and Veritas releases this, they they were like... How she had the Clintons, how she had victims coming forward, how she had to feel horrible after interviewing, having these women 
trust her to do this story and then let them down because some executive at, at ABC said, no, we're going to be protecting this larger child trafficking and extortion operation, which is being protected by the intelligence agencies. Come on. But an affair is, is where we draw the line. Yes. Can't do that. Can't yes. do that. Absolutely disgusting society that, that again, mm-hmm. has a lot of hypocrisy in it. And if you, and, and this is what we know. Imagine what we don't know. Imagine all the things that are happening behind the scenes that we, that are still being done in secret, that it's still, uh, unknown to the general public. You can only imagine how, how more debaucherous, how more insane things get. Dude, the fact that we saw the entire Balenciaga campaign just, you know, out and open to the public, it's like, I don't know if I want to know what we don't know. I'd rather know. Um, I, I, have know. My, I have my theories. I, I like to talk about some of these theories, but uh, I, I can't sometimes on YouTube. Are they are they conspiracy theories? Um, I think the conspiracy theories months. now are spoiler alerts yeah. uh, for the general public because when we look at what's been happening the last few years, I mean, it's just time after time. The, na- the, the whole agenda and the whole narrative has been collapsing. Everything that they try to shove down our throat, uh, everything that they're trying to tell us is lies and, and it's all being unraveled every single day. It's well, crazy. Remember when Alex Jones went on Rogan and talked about like multidimensional beings, cell towers, hybrids? I'm just like at this point, I'm I, I have I have very little doubt left in me. Now I'm kind of just like you know I, mean, I don't know. Dude, if like, Hillary Clinton shed her skin on camera and became a lizard person, I'd be like, I'm not surprised. I get it. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Put another penny in the Alex Jones I, I, I saw it. I, She sideways I saw it blinks like her eyes go like that. You yeah, know, like, you're just like yeah. Old news. We already she, knew her it. Her tongue comes out and licks her eye. And you're like, uh-huh. Picks up the loogie she puts in her glass. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that clip. It's, it's so why I'm you know, what, you, know, you know what they're doing it for? It, it's so that when the aliens land, we go, uh-huh. We get it. it. Just this, land. Which they've already been releasing these documents. Like, oh, the government has been uh, talking to FB or alien you know, entities for years. And everyone's like, cool. Yeah. Proof is, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Even mm-hmm. then, I probably won't believe it. No, I think the opposite. I, just, I like... An alien walk up to me and I'd be like, I'm sorry, I have no doubt left in me. You know what I mean? Like, so much weird stuff has happened over the past few years. Tim would be like, please take me away. Please, God. Well, I mean, it it depends. If it was like the Federation and they were like, we're going to leave Earth and it's petty nonsense, I'd be like, hmm. But no, what I mean is like... It would be over in the news cycle within a week. Oh, Hillary Clinton shapeshifted. Next week, (laughs) Donald Trump wants to end the Constitution. Next week, some other... bumps. You know, Again, it it literally would be just a a blip in, in, in our headlines. In the, it would, in the like, way we're consuming news. It, it would be page 20 of like the New York Times and it would be like a small paragraph like earlier today, Hillary Clinton was revealed to be a shape-shifting lizard person after shedding her skin during a, cam- the, a campaign run. And it would not even be front page. Front page would be like Jim Jim Bob from West Virginia suspected of being January 6th Capitol rioter. Front page. Mm. Or it's some like woke, it, stupid idea about some kind of actor portrayals or racism or other nonsense that's meant like to divide in, and conquer uh, us. Men in Black where they have the tabloids and they're telling the truth about what's oh, really yeah. going on about the aliens yeah, or whatever yeah. and everyone's like yeah whatever it's fake news that's just Let, our modern day now i'll just i just point is that we're making jokes about like how shocking it would be if hillary clinton shed her skin we have this super chat from third eye sag who says kind of like how cuomo got pushed out of office over a sex scandal uh, instead of murdering fifteen thousand people. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, why would why would the people. government attack him for that? They do that every single day, you know? Murder yeah, they're probably sitting around and they're like, well, the public is pretty mad that Cuomo killed 15,000 people, but we don't want to come down on him because what if we want to kill 15,000 people later? Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. he didn't get a Noble Peace Prize for that. The government I mean, was seriously. like, well, actually, we asked you to do 30,000, so you came under par, but... That's why they actually got him out. Yeah, they exactly. They were like, we're not going to get you out of office for the 15,000, but you did come in 
underperforming. So we're going to use a sex scandal to fire you. We instituted you for depopulation and you failed. So you're fired. Have fun. That's the crazy. That's the. That's just the, the craziest thing. You know, looking at the Canadian euthanasia stuff. I was looking like, at that today. It was like die with honor, dignity, or right. something. Right. Oh yeah. They, they, the, the media tries to come out these these corporate journalists and say like there's no depopulation agenda, mm-hmm. and it's like, what do you think? It's, what, what is it called when Bill Gates goes on stage at a TED conference and says, if we work really hard, we can reduce global population growth by fifteen percent? That's population reduction. That's a depopulation agenda. Yeah. Like I don't understand how that's not a thing when the dude went on stage at TED and said it. It's a population retardation, meaning a slowing of the growth of the population. It's not really a reduction. It's more of a sloth. Everything coming out of Canada right now is absolutely insane, though. I believe I was reading a story about this 23-year-old who had diabetes, and the Canadian government's response was, die. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. That's basically it now. That's our healthcare system. You should probably just die. You know, regarding this government the problems people have been having with the government i don't i don't really i'm confused right now i see the liberal economic order this Mm -hmm. is my when i say our government i consider it the liberal economic order it's well established george bush senior established it's transitioning to a new world order it's a global order now why would they the liberal economic order go to odds with russia when we're trying to create global governance in our image why would we stifle and alienate one of our greatest potential allies because they won't bend the knee Mm -hmm. you need conflict but russia and vladimir putin have made statements saying that specifically they want to be a part of the new world order they want to have a seat at the table and the united states and the other western powers are saying no everything's for us at the table russia's saying we just want to sit there. But the and reality is BRICS, China is just as much as part of this as the liberal economic let order, me, the BRICS order. So like, why are we not vying me, for Russian uh, let me alliance? Tell you, let me tell you. From CNN, Putin signs expanded anti-LGBTQ laws in Russia in latest crackdown on rights. I was just about to say is this. Is that what they're calling it, huh? So the new laws make it illegal to promote or praise LGBTQ relationships, publicly express non-heterosexual orientations, or suggest that they are normal. The package of amendments signed by Putin include heavier penalties for anyone promoting non-traditional sexual relations and or preferences, as well as pedophilia and gender transition. Under the new law, it will be banned across the internet, media, books, audiovisual services, cinema, and advertising. So Ian was just asking why the U.S. is trying to go to war with Russia. Well, the U.S. is very much in favor of all of these things, and Russia opposes them. Well, I think it's not just like that. I I think when we look at examples like Saudi Arabia, they commit far more atrocious things than what happens in Russia, and there far far more is a bigger cultural difference with Saudi Arabia than Russia. I I think it's even deeper than this. There's another article by Fox News that I think is worth pulling up, and it's titled "Wall Street CEOs Funding China's Military and Human Rights Abuses." 
excuses. Here's why. And when we look at the rise of China, it is partly responsible because of many Western elites, the Rockefellers, Henry Kissinger, uh, and of course, a lot of the foreign policy that shipped American jobs and labor overseas. So there is an effort to globalize the world, but more importantly, control the world. And in China, you see a lot of very powerful billionaires in America financing that movement. You see Bill Gates, you see Klaus Schwab saying they're doing great work when they're locking people inside of their homes and there's fires there and literally people die because of these fires. Now, now, now when we, when we see that, at, at, when we look at this COVID zero policy, these are policies that a lot of people want to implement all over the world. So why is Russia at odds here and China isn't? Well, th- that should be something that should have a lot of people thinking what's really going on here because it's not just cultural differences. I think there's a bigger agenda trying to make China a perfect example for the rest of the world. I think that's what they're going after. I think that's that's what they're trying. What's the situation with the Chinese riots revolution? I mean, it looks like people all across the country were stepping up and in crowds and like overthrowing the government. I mean, it looks like that's what they were attempting to do. What's going on there? That's what I was seeing. Uh, I mean, I saw that Klaus Schwab said that the Chinese model, you know, needed to be implemented everywhere else. And then the Chinese people themselves were pushing back because, yeah, they're dying in these fires. They're still being um, locked up by their government. They have their... QR codes that dictate where they can travel, if they can leave or not. Um, so, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, the Chinese are still pushing back. Um, I'm not sure. I, we all know that it's very difficult to see what's actually happening on the ground. Yeah, it's, it's very hard to verify all the mm-hmm. news coming from there because there's there, there are some reports saying that the Chinese government is getting rid of restrictions, getting rid of some lockdowns and allowing people to quarantine inside of their own homes. But there's also more video footage of police officers and these, you know, white hooded, crazy individuals busting down doors and asking and demanding people's cell phones so they could go through all the data, making sure that they didn't, they didn't share anything through Bluetooth. Um, and, and also yeah, more airdrop, huh? yeah, yeah, airdrop, yeah. Yeah, which, uh, you know, Apple isn't a big fan of and has stopped in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interestingly, uh, the same Apple that of course makes very grand statements about George Floyd here domestically uh, and makes very big statements about injustice here yeah. domestically, but, uh, doesn't seem to really care about it when it's, uh, at their Fox factory facilities that are up in arms and revolting. So. Well, we, we, we want cheap stuff, you know? Yeah. I want to work. Come on. I yeah. wonder if you could make it so when someone bought an item, they felt the pain and suffering of every human that <laughs> made the item, and then that well, would have to decide if they were going to buy it or not. You have to it, feel that. Whenever there's an interesting it. question about that, though. For some of these people who... Uh, this, this is the way it's often described when people are, are positive towards like sweatshop labor. They say these people live in underdeveloped regions. Are they better off with no money per day starving or a dollar per day working? What do you think? I mean, that's probably working. See, I guess the issue is it's none of our effing business. It would be better if an American worker was getting $15 an hour to do that same labor and they can figure out their own issues. Mm -hmm. You want to invest in the development of that nation, by all means, go ahead and do so. That sounds fantastic. Sounds very nice of you to help these people, you know, rise up, become better uh, and, and, and build better lives. But why take jobs in industry from the United States where American workers need these jobs and then send them over to these countries because it's effectively slave labor? Because yeah. they can sell the iPhone for seven hundred instead of nineteen hundred, what it would cost if we built it over in the United States, probably. Well, look, well, depends. If, if they built it here, the iPhone would still cost the same thing. Their, their margins would be lower, so they build it over there, ship it back here. My my favorite story is how they make skateboards. They they cut down trees in Canada, send those trees to China, 
where they're turned into skateboards and then sent to California to get put into warehouses and distributed across the U.S. Mm -hmm. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. But it's because it is cheaper to burn all of that energy sending lumber to China than it is just to pay a North American worker to do work. That's insane. Yeah. That, that's you know, Look, when they talk about climate change and all that stuff, supporting the American worker, one of the best things you can do to prevent climate change. Stop overdeveloping other nations. How about that? You're concerned about carbon? Then stop building factories in, in these countries. You want to you uh, reduce uh, climate change? Stop burning all the fuel? Stop shipping goods to China for manufacturing? Just do it here. Yeah. Stop planned obsolescence. Stop these products being made in a way that they break down within a year or two years. So you have to buy a new one. Again, this larger kind of consumerism, this larger uh, quasi-corporate, quasi-government policy that has been instituted on everyone doesn't work in anyone's favor and is essentially a larger scam against everyone. So uh, this is what we need to realize. Everything, everywhere we look, it's a scam. How else can you? How else can you answer? How else can you answer that question? You mean like capitalism is a scam? No. D d Spit that word. I, I'm saying the way that the system is designed, the way that the system runs, the way that the system has been uh, finagled for the personal benefit of a lot of these billionaires that do support China, that want China to be an example for the rest of the world. That right there is rigged. Apple is supporting the Chinese government. The U.S. government is now dependent on the Chinese government, on those factories, on everything being shipped to the United States, including, of course, our medicine, our vitamins, our supplements, all the plastic, all the trinkets, all of that is being made in China right now. And we are dependent on it because we got rid of our own industry. We got rid mm -hmm. of our own infrastructure. Right. We took the jobs. We took the factories. We had them here. We had the infrastructure to make things that would actually last, would actually be good. And we said, mm -hmm. no, we're just going to send them over to China to run this larger Ponzi scheme on everyone. And the person who did it was David Rockefeller and Henry Kissinger with their open China policy. Kissinger still is being adored by Donald Trump, adored by Joe Biden, adored by Obama. Ob uh, Obama's national security advisor said that they took their daily orders from Henry Kissinger. This guy's still calling the shots here. This is absolutely crazy and bewildering that we're living in a society where we're just being scammed every single day. How old is Kissinger? He's still around? Yes, he's still around. He's, he's still giving speeches. I think, Let me I think he's 99. Didn't he? 99? Was he the architect of the Vietnam War? I, I don't know if you could call him the, the architect, but there was many human rights violations that he committed in Cambodia, in, in the South of Asia, in Chile, in Latin America, in the Middle East. Uh, he, I mean, this guy is also the figurehead of the petrodollar. I mean, this guy's yeah. behind almost every nook and corner of secret society, whether it's the Trilateral Commission, Council on Foreign Relations, or the Bilderberg Group. This guy's behind all of these organizations, calling the shots, essentially telling people what to do. He's 99, by the way. Yeah. But, but see, when, when he passes, is there anyone who can take that mantle and, and, and provide that same D advice or control? There's probably a whole bunch of other people that are, that are in secret, his, his underlings. Klaus Schwab was, was little, working. Little Kissinger Jr.'s? Yeah, yeah. Klaus Schwab was working with Henry Kissinger very closely as well. They're very closely associated. Klaus Schwab was a student of Kissinger. Um, so, so that's another human being. But, but the next person, we're not going to be hearing about. The next person is working in, in secret, is working in the shadows. Mm -hmm. And they're implementing policies. They're probably setting the policies right now that we don't even know about. I'm concerned that they're not American, that they're like corporate. They're living. They're globalists. Right. They don't, they don't care about America. They never cared about America. Like they never gave cared. a damn about this country. They don't. David Rockefeller bragged in his own autobiography how he specifically wanted to destroy American sovereignty. These are individuals that openly brag. I came up to David Rockefeller. I was like, you said this in your book. How dare you? He got mad and then ran in his car. But, but at the end of the day, these people... 
love to to brag about how they're destroying this larger experiment that in the first time in almost all of recorded human history has allowed individuals to have rights and the ability to defend themselves. That is their chief mortal enemy that they are trying to get rid of at all costs. They want you uh, to be fat. They want you to be sad. They want you to be not be able to defend yourself. They want you to be a slave. And that's essentially the system that they're building. How can, how else can you how else can you say it's not being built? I kind of think they don't want you to exist at all. Yeah, you know it's it's like it's not that they want you to die; it's that they don't want you to be alive. Honestly, I think you. that's why we're we're going to see this big push as well for right transhumanism and Neuralink because that's the next natural step to this. Uh, I feel like you know the TikTok generation where everyone is tied to their phones. We have this entire generation that is very subservient because they're so tied to their phone, they're so distracted that they're not paying attention to what's actually happening in the modern day, which is why the government is so easily able to come in and usher in all of these totalitarian rule and whatnot. Um, the next natural progression to that is transhumanism. I know. Libby Emmons was talking about how, you know, you get the chip implanted in your brain at that point. How do you know what is your your own thought or a thought being implemented via AI? And then at that point, are you just a, another like product of technology? Are you just another uh, what was the word that she used? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but essentially, yeah, everything's just going to crap. Guys. There, there are two shows that I would recommend. There's an episode of Stargate SG-1 where they go to the, the so for the, you know, do you know Stargate like there's a portal they go through it they find other planets and so in one they send in this drone first and it's like a wasteland mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden there's like a, a flash and they're in this beautiful looking city and what it is is this planet like had a, pro- a pollution problem everybody dies but there's this force field surrounding the small town everybody's networked to this machine and there's like 1800 people who live here what they eventually discover is that initially the city had millions but the power is running out, so the force field is shrinking and people are dying. So to maintain the system, people have to be culled. So the computer was wiping their brains of memories of people who were being sacrificed. And they didn't know. So they meet a guy. Then, like, later in the day, they watch the guy walk out to his death. And they're like, what was that? And they're like, who are you talking about? That person never lived here. We've always wow. been a small city. Then there's an episode of Outer, Outer Limits where it's called The Stream or something, where there are these, like, Wi-Fi nodes everywhere and everybody's, like, got a brain chip. And they don't realize that their thoughts are implanted. They think they're individuals. They think they're living their normal life, but they're acting at the behest of the machine or whatever. And that's the danger of, of the brain chip. And I ca- mm-hmm. just kind of wanted to ask you, Savannah, really quickly, and then we could go to well, Ian. You're, you're echoing uh, what I'm thinking. But, but I just want to ask you specifically, what do you think the end game is? What do you think is their goal? I think the end game is to create an entire population that is subservient to the government that is, you know, tied to AI, transhumanism, where we're not fighting back, we're not pushing back. Why is censorship so important right now? Because we are highlighting that these issues are prevalent and that they're happening. Um, but the government wants to come in and they want everybody to be distracted. Uh, one of the things that I focus in on, and I've been thinking about this a lot because there's a part of me that thinks sometimes that what I do is useless because I can sit here all day long and scream to high heaven about what is happening in society, but it really is up to the masses to actually act on it, right? So what is the the true solution to this? And the true solution is traditional family and instilling that because, for example, the New York Post just put out this article that talked about um, these parents having to send their kids to counseling because of all of the drug abuse that's happening and these kids are being exposed to it. It's horrifying them. These parents are the ones that are thinking 
of moving out of the big cities, crime rates and drug use are affecting these people specifically because they have a family and that's at the forefront from them. That's why in our society today, we're trying to destroy traditional values, destroy traditional family, because then the average person doesn't really care about what's going on. Then the average person is just tied to their cell phone. They don't really care. Okay, they'll live in the pod, they'll watch porn all day. Uh, You know, they're I guess living off of the whatever app that they're they're living through. Sorry, I'm like completely butchering this, but the point that I'm trying to make here is I feel like the ultimate end game is to have an entire population that's not going to push back against a one world government. Yeah, that is very much scares me about implanting memory. I think you're right really onto something with that because memory itself is flawed. No human has perfect memory. I think the things I think may or may not have been what really happened, sometimes I'm just wrong. I'll say it and I'll go back and I'll review the tape and I'll be like, oh, what I remembered was different than what happened. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine that. I mean, with TV and radio, like that's already manipulating our thoughts and memories. I think you're I think you might be onto it like a, a muted or docile populace is mm-hmm. helpful for a government uh, in some ways so that the government the populace doesn't overtake the government. Exactly. Let, let's do a hard segue into this story uh, with Alex Jones. We have this from TimCast.com. Quote, burn in hell, Hitler. Alex Jones comments on Yay interview. Quote, I felt like I was sucked into a giant publicity stunt, said the InfoWars host. So uh, everybody remembers what happened when Ye went on Alex Jones. He also went on with Gavin McInnes. And I guess what, what Alex was saying is that before the show, they agreed not to talk about that stuff. Then when the show went on the air, that's all they talked about. And he feels like it was a big publicity stunt. I, I think Alex, uh, his comments were pretty interesting. He said that uh, uh, Ye, Kanye, had a fifth grade level understanding of Hitler he also challenged uh, Nick Fluentes to a debate uh, about history and specifically World War II. There was also a reference to him potentially being a homosexual. Uh, so, so Alex kind of kind of went off a little bit here. Uh, I don't know if he felt pressure, but we got to understand Alex was the man that has been talking about um, Prescott Bush. He's been talking about Margaret Sanger. He's been talking about a lot of American elites financing this larger eugenics depopulation Nazi World War II kind of movement. Um, this was kind of his moment to kind of bring it back. Some people are saying he should have brought it back when Ye was on and pushed back a little bit more, but that's up to people's own interpretations of how they saw the interview. I don't know. What did, what did you think of that interview? And what do you think about his latest comments now talking about fifth grade level understanding of uh, World War II? I think that the interview that Alex did with Ye was really important because it highlighted why the First Amendment is important in the sense of the reason why I'm a free speech absolutist is because I think that you should allow your enemy or just anybody in society, right, to really say what they think about certain issues. I think that free speech is so effective because it essentially allows people to expose themselves, to expose what they really think, uh, to expose, and allows the public as well to decide if their views are good or bad. So I think, you know, yay going on with Alex, Alex not really pushing back was a good way for the public to really, I guess, delve into what Kanye actually thought about this issue. Uh, Regarding what Alex is saying now, I do think that Kanye is being used by the people that are around him. I'll be honest with it. Tim, you disagree with so. me on this? Look, when we hear that Alex, you know, Alex is saying that they agreed to talk about this stuff, mm-hmm. about Hitler and all that, and then they did anyway, and he felt like it was a publicity stunt. That's exactly what I was saying it felt like. Yeah, exactly. Like the whole thing was planned out. Mm-hmm. So uh, a couple points, and uh, maybe it's being a dead horse, but, you know, uh, Ye went on with Gavin McInnes. We'll talk about that. But a couple points, like 
They initially asked us for a return flight right after the show. We couldn't do it. It was not that we were told by the, uh, uh, the we, we couldn't get a flight. Mm-hmm. It just, it wasn't possible. They ended up getting a private plane ready to go right afterwards. They also said, we'll talk about the campaign, the plans, and then immediately jumped into this stuff. Same thing to do with Alex Jones. So uh, the other thing too, is when I look at what happened with Gavin McInnes, Yay is just saying the craziest possible things. He's doing it again. I want to give a shout out to Viva Frey and uh, Robert Barnes, because Barnes made a really, really great point. Uh, something that we missed, obviously. And it's that Ye's talking about this tax liability that he's got. $50 million or whatever, and they're trying to put him in jail. And he was saying that we, we didn't notice and we should have pressed on it. And he's right. Maybe Ye is trying to appear crazy so he doesn't go to prison. So that he can come off as like mentally unwell. He didn't intentionally. What did, what did, what did Barnes say? The example he gave was that Ye is going to come out with the defense that the reason he didn't pay taxes, he was scared that it was going to go to the Jewish people or something like that. Like he'll he'll make up an excuse so it sounds like he's unhinged, and then he gets a slap on the wrist minimum security thing instead of like a serious twenty five year tax evasion thing. Mm-hmm. So so Ye goes on with Gav McInnes, and he says he what did he do? He called for Jewish people to forgive Hitler. It's just just really really out there is is putting it lightly. I mean it's nuts. It's nuts. And uh, in it, this is amazing. Gav McInnes is like when you meet someone, you judge them like by the individual, right? And he's like, I don't. Yay just outright says it. There's there's no way. Okay, like here's here's my issue. I think Barnes may be right about him trying not go to not, not to go to jail for tax evasion or whatever the issue is. But like it seems like Kanye is 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 pretending to be crazy poorly. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> may, maybe not. Maybe because people believe it. They're like, how could he say such things? Like, well, he's just saying stupid, crazy, and outrageous See, but things. But he's always been crazy and outrageous. That's why for me, I feel like it's him being used by the people around him to push a specific message or narrative, you know, whether or not he agrees with that. I I don't know. I've been a Kanye West fan, fan for a long time. I also did, have not met him in person like you guys have. So I feel like my commentary is based on what I'm seeing in the headlines. You guys have more of a background. He to was it. totally different uh, before the cameras off rolled. camera. Totally different. And I kind of wish we kind of filmed a little bit yeah. just to give people a perspective mm-hmm. because it, everything was very cordial, very you know understanding. A lot of the craziness and nonsense wasn't there. And then the cameras went on. It was like a different person totally. was sitting there, a different vibe, a different energy, and everything just changed in the room see i think he got just like mk ultra by hollywood so (laughs) but but this is the thing everything we're hearing like the things that on alex jones the thing he said on gavin mcginnis the things he said here is only what people saw publicly Mm -hmm. that's why i thought the behind the scenes things with him that we did was so important because for whatever reason he was you watch that video and he's just like yeah he's very very calm very chill he's like walking up to luke and he's like we got to figure out how to get better food in this house he looks at me he's like we should put him in charge of getting the food that'd be really great yeah totally different camera goes on and he losing he, he appears to lose it mm-hmm. it it looks like a, a performance he goes on alex jones wearing wearing a balenciaga gimp mask mm-hmm. and then he's he's got a net and he's going hey Kanye, don't be meeting with them we're gonna take your kids and it's you're you're, you're looking at this like is this guy out of his mind yeah. but you see him off camera before the show and he's having an intelligent normal conversation with you right. as soon as the camera turns on come on man AJ, Alex Jones is right. Put some money in the jar. Whoever's here, go down to where Alex Jones is right jar. Put money in. He said he felt like he was in one big publicity stunt. I think he's right. Yeah. But at the same time, in a court of law, you know, being you know, allegedly anti-Semitic isn't an excuse for an insanity, though. Insanity, what, what Barnes was saying is that Kanye will come out and say he didn't pay taxes because, you know, it's going to go to all the Jewish people who control everything. That would be his, his weird, crazy excuse or something. It would be then, interesting to look at the, what was it, Wesley Snipes? 
I would, think, it would I think be that, interesting to look. I, I think that was the example that he referenced. It would be interesting to look at that particular case and see exactly what happened there, just to get a reference of how that 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 previously played out to how it, you know what what might be the strategy here. But who knows at the end of the day? What do you think, Ian? Well, I'm glad you're Alex, more more of an empath and intuitive person. I was thinking about this as like uh, for the long term. Like, where is this along the path of humanity when we look back in a thousand years? Like, what what was happening right now? What will they remember it happening? I think what's happening is crazy it is is kanye's waking up a bunch of jewish people and pointing them to god like last night on that gavin mcginnis interview i'll I'll explain it gavin was like i don't (laughs) don't know about that one ian yeah gavin's like because nick was saying oh there's a cabal or they were saying there's a cabal of people that are preventing kanye from you know getting to another echelon of wealth or whatever there's a cabal and and kanye's like it's the jewish people and uh, Gavin was like, I, I don't think they're Jewish. If you don't yeah. believe in God, you're not Jewish. And it's something I said last week too. So Gavin, if you're listening, hell yeah, dude, nice one. And it's true. And no, I no, think- No, 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 that's, that's not true. Let me finish, you, please. I, I understand, but I, I, wanna, I wanna, like if you make a point, let, just explain. If you make like 12 points in a row, we can't address all of them. It's called the Gish Gallup. So if you, when you said a few things right now that I think need to be addressed. One, you can be ethnically Jewish and not religious. Yeah, you well, I think secular. you need a different word for that. Okay, well, that's 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 an important thing to, to make. To, what, to, to, it's to, like to saying explain. the word means two different things. It's nonsense. The word means something. What does the word mean? What does Jewish mean? Okay, let's define it and move on. You know, give me two definitions. You can say religiously, or you can say ethnically. Then, right? Well, I'm talking about. I'm just talking about the word. What does the word mean? Let's be specific. The word means that you're Jewish. Meaning what? That you're a Jew. It, meaning what? It, it, that you it, believe in God. That's the tenet of Judaism. That, that's like the tenet. I'm, I'm pretty sure we have people here who are ethnically Jewish. Their parents were. Like, if your great-great-grandparents were Jewish, then that doesn't mean that you are. you got to believe in it. You, it's a process. It's like an understanding. Uh, this is My thoughts are that what's going to happen is people are realizing, like, if you're fallen, if you're a fallen Jew, if you've, like, no longer believe in this and you're just this atheist taking advantage of people, you're going to realize that God is, is great. That It's like it's there for all of us. We're all in this together. And I think that what's happening is there's a... There's, there's going to be a, a revelation within Judaism and probably all, all the major religions on earth that there's going to be some sort of a transformation where people come back to the faith. And it, Kanye will be looked at as someone that saved the Jews. A reformation. Yeah. I just have to say, How? Ian. Because he returned when, them to God. I, I think this may be one of the most insane things I've ever heard you sure, say. Sure, man. I'm talking about what people... It, dude, people... Let, let me just, let me just often clarify, told let me, they're let me, crazy when they're talking sure, about sure. stuff like let this Let me just clarify present. a few things. Kanye West said he wouldn't... He said Jewish people aren't allowed to be in control of things. He said the only way he would allow them to work for them if, if he could put cameras in their houses and spy on them. And and you think that's him saving them. Well, I think Savannah's on to something that Nick has been tweaking his mind the last two weeks with a, a bunch of anti-Semitic stuff. Nick, when he was pressed, when Gavin told Nick, I don't think they're Jewish. I think you need, if you don't believe in God, you're not Jewish. And Nick was like, okay, maybe these people aren't Jewish. Maybe it's godless people, atheists. Okay, maybe. But then immediately Nick switched to like, but Jesus Christ is the, is the king and is the great God. And it's the same stuff Kanye has been splattering, like this deep Christian belief stuff. Like you got to get out of that and become like, so yeah, but I agree with you. Kanye has said some madly racist stuff in the last, and or, or see, that's the thing. Is it race? It's not even a race. It's a religion. It's so confusing on purpose. There's, there, there's an ethnicity as well. It's, it's the only religion on earth that happens you to have an attached Savannah? Savannah, you look like you want to say something. This might get me canceled, but my legitimate question, I guess, for the entire movement, because you know what? I'm at the point where I do feel like the term anti-Semitism has been extremely overused. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I am. And I want to know your guys' viewpoint on, okay, can we legitimately criticize the Jewish community or people who are Jewish that are in power, are we allowed to criticize that or is that anti-Semitism? Because I think what this is linking to is that broader conversation. And I think a lot of people in the right wing do have that question. I would like your guys' viewpoints on it because I think this is something that a lot of people question, but we don't really talk about. I, I think I, if you just hate somebody, you know, that that's hatred. That's because of how they were born or how they look or their religion, that that's wrong. But I think governments should be criticized no matter what kind of government it is, including the, you know, Israeli government or mm-hmm. is, or Israeli individuals. So G- I think that's the distinction that I see myself. Gavin McInnes, McInnes made a, a point. He said, when you meet someone, you, they're a blank slate. You treat them as an individual. Mm-hmm. And so the issue with the, with the yay stuff is... Uh, he, he mentioned John Stewart. Uh, I mentioned Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. They both made a similar point in Hollywood and media. There's a lot of Jewish people. Mm-hmm. The problem is Kanye explicitly stated in more than one interview. He lumps all of them together regardless right. of, of what that really means. Yeah. So, like, I think I, I think the issue is if you take a look at Harvard, Asian people are overrepresented in Harvard. Does, it does not mean you go up to an Asian person and be like this person must be good at math. You know, it's it's you treat the individual like the individual. Me growing up uh, in, in Chicago with my friends, we had some Asian friends who were as dumb as a box of rocks. Then, of course, you see the tropes about certain things. What we end up what, what I end up learning, I should say, in my view, the reason Asians may be overrepresented in Harvard is because the culture that that they inherit, its cultural elements are studiousness and punctuality. And it's like strictness and authoritativeness and authoritarian like we see in the Chinese Communist Party. So you, you look at people who come from that culture, they're going to have a very, very distinct and strict way of raising their kids. Those kids are more likely to exhibit certain behaviors, like they're going to be studious. If I were to come out and just be like, wow, that proves it. Mm-hmm. Asian people are all one way or another. It's just not correct. Yeah. So the issue is when people say the issue is Jewish people, it's the same thing as the left saying Asians should have a higher standard to get in college because they're Asian. And I'm like, no, none of that. A person comes up to me. I say, who are you? What do you want? What does this mean? I don't think Asians are conspiring to get into colleges. Asians are suing to keep people out of colleges. Well, there are people who are Asian who are suing Harvard, but it's because Harvard's making it hard on these individuals who may not have, I'll put it this way, poor working class Asian people being told they can't go to Harvard is to me completely insane, completely insane. And I'm not going to blame all Asian people for filing lawsuits against Harvard because Harvard is concerned that more Asians means less Hispanics or black people. You know what? I think it's all white guys that are responsible for all, all of our wrongs, all of our ills. Everything wrong in society is because of white guys. I say that as a, a proud person of color. And uh, whenever we, we do this, I, I think it needs to be called out, especially when it comes to kind of generalizations. I think we should always try to be more specific. But again, if you have hatred for somebody, that's that's just because of the, the way they are. That's just wrong. That's just how I plainly see it. See, and okay, so this is my legitimate questioning too. And for example, Kyrie Irving, Nike just dropped him, right? 
because he shared a link to an allegedly anti-Semitic documentary. I've never seen the documentary myself, so maybe it is anti-Semitic, I'm not sure. But when people call that out and say, okay, why do we see this consistent pattern of people sharing something, the, the media immediately labeling it as anti-Semitism, this person getting canceled, this is a pattern that we have seen a time or two. Why is it that we're not allowed to speak about this? Again, this is just me whoa, questioning whoa. these things. But, but we are speaking about it right now. Mm -hmm. uh, the story about Kyrie Irving has been talked about a whole lot mm -hmm. and uh, it's cancel culture and right. we think it's wrong. Like Luke has the Kyrie Irving jersey that he puts up periodically. Mm -hmm. I think people sh should be entitled to free speech. They should be allowed. Uh, like in 2018, when Twitter started banning people, uh, alt-right individuals, I did an interview with Insider. It was Oliver Darcy saying like, this is wrong. They shouldn't be doing this. Right. It, 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 it's, it's weird to me that you people are acting like the the issue with uh, Kanye West and what he's saying about Jewish people is unique. I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like, there's tons of instances where people have said something offensive and then gotten canceled over it, and we've argued that shouldn't be happening. Right. Yeah. Right, what right. happened to Kyrie is absolutely insane, and I think he had a big target on his back, especially with what happened within the last few years with mm -hmm. him standing up for uh, his personal freedom to choose not to be vaccinated. He was punished by a lot of people. The corporate media attacked him. And I think they're they're just looking for any reason just to try to get him out of the, the discourse, just to try to stop him as much as they can. And he literally tweeted, a, 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 I don't think it was even a link. I think it was a photo. I think it was a poster for a documentary. They also tried to get him in trouble for posting clips from Alex Jones. Yeah. So he, he's an individual that I routinely put, you know, the jersey behind because I think he's unfairly punished. I, I think a lot of the stuff that he's going through is absolutely ridiculous. He donated a half a million dollars to the ADL. He apologized for sharing a link without even giving it any for excuse me for sharing a photo of a documentary without even giving it any context and 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 they still decided to punish him and cancel it that's over that's over and that's crazy and i agree with you that's something that deserves pushback on but when someone is hateful against someone else they should be called out as well right it's it's and it's not unique to jewish people i'll give you a few examples netflix executive who was this is i think in 2018 was giving examples of of hate speech saying the slurs so people in the meeting went to the exec, went to HR and complained. <laughs> yeah, they they called him in and they said, what did you say? And he's like, I was explaining these are words that shouldn't be used on Netflix right. specials. What words? He said it. They went, oh, they fired him. You had the race car driver, race car driver whose dad in the 80s used the N word on the radio. So sponsors pulled out from him. Yeah. He didn't even do anything. Yeah. Cancel culture is insane. I, I, I think it's, and, and, and I get all of the, the, the woke, crazy uh, leftist organizations writing articles about it because I said the Alex Jones interview with Ye was good because it shows us exactly what Ye believes. And immediately people were like, hey man, I don't want to be associated. I don't like that. that mm -hmm. Those are bad ideas. I don't think we should shut down people's lives, take away their banks, destroy everything because they think things that I think are stupid or wrong. Right. I think we, we just speak up, we have conversations like this and explain why we think they're yeah. wrong. Yeah, I mean, look what happened to Salman Rushdie a couple weeks right. ago. I mean, right. that deserves to be discussed, I think, uh, if we're going to be talking about a lot of this stuff, when we're, we're going to be talking about this conversation. I, again, uh, I think blankly, it's just very easy to say, hey, you hate somebody because of the, the way that they're, they're born? You're a jackass. And I think it's that simple. And I think at the end of the day, we should be going to that and not just using this as a way to divide and conquer people and use it as a way to control speech and to punish people for daring to express ideas. Uh, because I, I think we also reached the stage in our society where comedy is being banned, where it's being vilified, where it's being stopped. Comedy used to bring people together. It used to yeah. make people laugh about our differences. We can't even have that anymore. We just have people afraid to even speak to each other 
And that to me is is an absolutely dangerous ingredient towards a society that is on the verge of collapsing. Let me let me give you another example. Dave Chappelle and John Stewart both came out and uh, made these statements that that Kanye and I actually mentioned. John Stewart said something to the effect of if you can't if you overuse the phrase anti-Semitic when someone points out there are a lot of Jewish people in Hollywood or in media or in finance, then this is what is breeding the conspiracies, basically. It's, it's what's making people feel like their ideas may be correct. And if you want to have an honest conversation, you start with, yes, we, we do see in certain areas overrepresentation. That was John Stewart. Dave Chappelle made the joke where he said, if it's an Italian guy, it's the mob. If it's a black guy, it's a gang. And if it's a bunch of Jewish people, it's a coincidence. You're not allowed to talk about it. That was Dave Chappelle's joke. John Stewart and Dave Chappelle's lives have not been destroyed. Mm-hmm. They've talked about it. They've addressed it. It's come up here. The thing about what Kanye said is Kanye praised Hitler. Yeah, praised okay, Nazis. Kanye's on a different level. Kanye said else. they're not allowed to control things and he would only hire them if he can follow them home, put cameras in their house right. to prove they aren't spies. Like, yeah. okay, if you said that about any ethnic group, people right. are going to get mad at you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Kanye has just been an interesting example of bringing this conversation to the forefront. Uh, and again, too, it really was a test of freedom of speech, right? And who in our, in the right wing, uh, I guess, area really is truly pro-free speech because granted I don't agree with a lot most of what Kanye said probably all of what Kanye said it was pretty crazy but again still support his right to say it same thing with Nick Fuentes I still support their right to say it and I think that's the beauty of the free speech uh, free speech right is you allow your opponent to say exactly what they think or just anybody in society exactly what they think and then society is allowed to dictate if they like it or not well you let the best idea win and you have to counter bad ideas with good ideas. That's why I think we were trying to facilitate a conversation here to try to find out what the best idea was. Mm -hmm. And sadly, we didn't have that. But it it would have been, you know, contentious. It would have been interesting. But I think it's worthwhile to challenge bad ideas. And I think we need to do this more routinely than than a lot of other people do it. When you... We we, we got a super chat that I want to address before we go to super chats because someone just mentioned is an interesting point. They said, you're still not listening to Sav. She's asking why you can say collusion between white people white person abuses people but it's not okay to say jewish person so let me explain from where i come from my point is i have routinely ragged on the left for blaming white people it will not be any different when someone wants to blame jewish people i do not like people looking at someone and being like you know what? i've made a decision about you just because you look a certain way that, that's nonsense to me i, I just don't I, I don't think it's legitimate yeah. i've met I'm, i remember I, met, I knew this haitian guy when i worked at o'hare and he was complaining how people call him African-American, but he's from Haiti. He's like, he's not from Africa. He's not American either. He's Haitian. Don't call me that. It's like right. this stupid, like, judging a, a person for this. I agree. The left, when they blame white people for everything, is ridiculous and it's wrong. I also think it's wrong when people like Kanye or anyone else blame Jewish people for it. I also think it's wrong when people blame black people for it. I'm like, let's blame criminals Let's ba- blame thieves. Let's let's blame corruption, and let's try to figure out how uh, we live and work together, yeah. and we don't blame each other just because we look a certain way. Because I I just man, I'm imagining just just the idea of just racism in general. It really does make me angry. Mm-hmm. Same, yeah. Like uh, judging someone in any capacity without actually knowing who they are and knowing what they believe is a problem. It's wrong. Because then what? You're going to be a person who likes white people. Okay, guess what? All the Antifa people overwhelmingly white. 
So it's certainly not white people that are right. good or better. No, because Antifa is out of their out of their minds. Then you've got Latinos. You've got people from Cuba who love America more than these white Antifa. Yeah. I just you know, that's just wow. me. That's just me. I'm saying so they're self-hating white people, just like they're self-hating yeah, Jewish people. You, you blame you know? systems that breed these kinds of problems like the Roman Empire is the white. The white person problem is the Roman patriarchy. That thing created an, a church to get into people's minds. It tried to control the world. It's still trying to control the world through its church like that's the white person problem is the roman patriarchy that's a real thing the jewish problem is the banking cartels that were invented by amshel rothschild in the 1500s his three sons went off to england italy and france to make the rothschild banking empire it's the banking superstructure that's the problem not the race or the culture it doesn't matter what you look like it's the behavior and i think i think jones actually made that point and then yay admitted he was wrong he said he shouldn't have blanketed all people and that it's actually mm-hmm. about banking and stuff like that. See, and that's the we, thing with Kanye that's inconsistent with his interviews is I feel like when he does get that pushback, he's like, okay, well, he'll capitulate that point, you know? We, we looked up the CEOs of banks because we were talking with Michael Malice and it's like the CEOs of a bunch of these banks are just white dudes. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's, I don't know, man. From all I, over. I, 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 this, this is the problem I have. Mainly it's because I want to solve these problems. Why is the Federal Reserve ripping people off and destroying everything? Well, if you come out and just scream that it's someone's like religious background or ethnic background, I'm like, bro, that, that, bro that's not the, pr- the problem is the system and it's being supported by a whole bunch of people of all different backgrounds. Yeah. How, how are you going to solve anything by saying, you know, specifically, uh, you know, focusing on some of the outer details rather than the actual core issues of the problem it, and the effects of it? It's like this. It's like a homeless white man has privilege and Oprah Winfrey is disadvantaged. Yeah, sorry, dude, yeah. I'm not buying that. Uh, yeah. When they come out and they say white people, this is white heteronormative patriarchy, I'm like, shut up, dude. In New York City, they implemented uh, resources in the official school board there that made sure this is this is at the at the head of the Department of Education in New York City that if you're a white student that's poor, resources shouldn't be going to you. They should be going to a rich black person, a black kid, mainly because of the institutionalized racism inside of that that school or structure. That's the policies that are being implemented. Right right now that are absolutely insane that need to be pushed back on and are racist you know for the record when it comes up again semite is uh more than just an arab or more than just a jew it's an arab it's phoenician mm-hmm. acadian it's all those people from that southwestern asian peninsula or area not really peninsula Arsene. those are all semites so if you hated muslims during 2005 you were an anti-semite buddy if you had if you have anti-muslim in you you're an anti-semite i don't like that that they they act like it's only Jewish. It's like there's a lot of people. For, the Semitic people were a lot of different people. Right. It's just another word for racism, essentially. That's what the ethnic and religious thing, I think, may have been getting confused for you there. But it should be very clear when you use that word what it means. It does not right. mean Jewish person. Right. There's there, there's tough challenges in this space. You know, every, I, I think everybody gets it. I grew up on the south side of Chicago. 47th Street was just north of us. When you crossed it, the entire community was black. There was an area they called the LeClaire Courts. When people from uh, when when black people from north of 47th would come down south of 47th and then there was this thing where a bunch of young girls would rob young girls south of 47th and it was always a racial disparity Hmm. you'd see a lot of that the cops wouldn't let you go north of 47th and i'm like look man i'm not stupid enough to think that this is the problem of someone's race it's a problem of two distinct communities that don't see each other and it may be a component of race that's why they don't view each other as like part of the same community. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it was constructed. A lot of the project housing, the redlining, the blockbusting created this element. So when you go into areas where it's like mixed, everybody's getting along. Right. 
So I think what happens is a lot of people see something like that. They see these these barrier streets. In New York, I lived in Crown Heights, and there was a split between the Jewish neighborhood and the black neighborhood, and they had shootouts because they were rival drug dealers. A lot of people thought it was like a race war or an ethnic thing. And then you, and then I learned from the people actually involved, they were like, no, nah, it's just because they're trying to sell drugs over here. Right. And so why is it that they were, that it was tended to be black people fighting against Jewish people was not the race. It was that if you lived in this area, the dealers you were working with, it was a Jewish neighborhood. If you lived in this area, the dealers you're working with, it was in a black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. This, this is like a deep problem in, in cities with racial segregation. And there's, there's a lot of uh, components to it that I think are real, notably that people choose to live in areas where people look like each other. That is what you know, creates racism, me per- or as a component of it. Me personally, I'm going to try to avoid stereotyping someone based on experiences like that and let someone be an individual so they can uh, be, be as worthy as they choose to be. Yeah, right? man, there's groups and cabals and gangs are real. They're real. People can get together. And sometimes, you know, you, you get with what you know. A lot of times that's the easiest thing, path of least resistance. If you speak the same language, if mm-hmm. I don't know if they look like you, maybe it's easier to, to identify. But just because groups are real doesn't mean that people aren't individuals. When you see their eyeballs, you realize the skin suit is irre- almost irrelevant. The brainstem creature is like a, what we really are, floating in these meat sacks, pulling on electrodes, getting our, our bodies to move around. But you see the humanity in their eyes, man. You get right through that, right through that. I thought racism was gone in 2008. For, for There was a brief moment of a year where everyone was the same. And I use that word hyperbolically because I know we have genetic differences, but we're so similar. Mm-hmm. It's in-group. So freaking similar. In-group, out-group situation. You know, I'll, I'll tell you this. We look at that that poll, that data that shows that uh, white liberals are the only group with an out-group preference. That mm. shows that among black people, Asian people, Latino, they have an in-group racial preference. They are slightly more inclined to want to be around people who are of the same ethnic background or race. White conservatives, same thing. It's slight. It's not definitive. Liberals, the only with a negative. They wow. don't like being around white people. That's interesting. Yeah, so I think Tucker Carlson hit the nail on the head with a hammer when he said, he, he's like, I'm not racist. It's white liberal women. They're the ones who are voting for all these policies and doing all these well, things. I was a white liberal. I'm like, is that racist and sexist, though, because you're, ta- you're calling out white, white women? <laughs> I didn't like being around only people. I was born in Chicago Falls. They call it Caucasian Falls because it was like 99.9% white people. And I was disgusting. Like until I was 18, it was like racist. And I, I left, went to New York City, Chicago, L.A. I just wanted to be around different cultures it, that was the white liberal in me i couldn't stand just being isolated in this one monoculture why was it disgusting because i knew there was more i knew that racism wasn't right it didn't sound right i knew that i I've seen, how was it racist if there was like overwhelmingly white they, they would make racist jokes about other people other races and stuff and it was just like oh, okay if you if you if you were like no that's not good then you get ostracized by the group of racists and so my i'm forced like as a little guy i don't want to say they're all racist but i think there's just inherent racism in all of us from that environment where it's like that was mm-hmm. normal and our parents had come from racist environments. Um, I had to get out of it. I had to, I had to see the world. Um, then I went to South America. And man, that's like the other end of the spectrum where I was the odd man out. And that was, that was a very lonely experience, too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I advise everyone get a chance to dip into another culture. I live down on Normal Avenue in L.A. And it's every what Sunday. What does that mean? It's like the, the Latino. Man, yeah. they're getting wild on it's, Sunday. You know, they got the food carts going and oh, dancing yeah. and playing music at church. We used to have the Elotes carts in this, on the south side oh, by uh, Venom Park where I used to hang out. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the mayor banned them. 
Yeah. They were only allowed on the other side of Cicero where all the billboards turned Spanish. Mm. That was deeply offensive to me because it was like it was the most fun thing when the Elotes cart pulled up and you had a dollar and he <laughs> shaved the corn into the cup with some mayo, some parmesan, so some red, some cayenne pepper, stir it up, hand it's it to best. you. Yeah, and a cup of corn. You look and then at- and then we don't know why, but he w- but there was like a rule put in place banning them from from the uh, west side of Cicero Avenue. Yeah. And that just happens to be like a dividing line where you start seeing more more Hispanic and Spanish billboards. And we were like, yo, what the, man? Yeah, we loved the Elotes guy. Yeah. He was cool. Yeah, it's, it's and so tamales. Good. He had it's tamales so too. It was yeah. so great to, to just witness the humanity and uh, people of other, of the, it's not race. It's not the word race isn't the right word. What's the word? What's the difference between like someone from Africa and someone from, Ireland, I guess. Different cultures? Different cultures. But if we're we're both born in the United States and we grew up across the street from each other, then what's the difference? What would you... You're both American. I would still say it's more of a culture thing, though, right? Yeah. But you said you felt isolated? In In South America. That was interesting because I had the lightest skin, long hair. They would call me Thor from the movie because they were like, (laughs) hey, this guy. And um, when I walked on the street, I just... People would be staring at me and looking at me. And it was like... I didn't speak their language very well. It was a very weird experience. I have a lot of more empathy towards people that might identify an out group now. Yo, I went to uh, Thailand. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. During uh, Chinese New Year. Where'd you go? Uh, Bangkok. Oh, cool. And I can't remember exactly where we were, but it was this like big, big market avenue that went really far. And it was just crowded shoulder to shoulder with people. I could see over everyone's head. It was just, I'm, yeah. I, you know, and like the person I was with, we were both like on average taller than everyone. And I was like, I was like, wow, like we're in this country. Everyone here is Thai. I'm like a foot taller than everybody. I'm like, or like, you know, half a foot taller than everybody. Then I went to Sweden and I was just like looking up at everybody like, this is very interesting. Yeah, you know, Everybody what, was taller than a me. A good conversation to have is the conversation about genetics and the difference of genetics. They call it race realism sometimes. Like, But I think that's an important free speech conversation to, to objectively identify differentials in genetics, but also acknowledge the similarity in our consciousness and our brains and our spines and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But you got to be able to like, with love, acknowledge the differences. Tim, were you talking you know, about Chatuchak? What is it? Uh, just like the big, it's a famous market in Bangkok. I didn't like check out the name. I don't know. I went to this mall that was insanely huge though in Bangkok where they were like, it was one of the biggest malls in the world or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, also before, we're going to go to Super Chats, but I want to give a shout out to Roberto Jr., uh, our rooster, because there's just oh, something wow. hilarious about when you, so, you know, they're like a foot and a half tall, but when you walk in there, Roberto Jr., turns his head up to look you in the eyes. And I just think it's funny because I'm like, he doesn't need to see my face. Like what, you know, I don't know. It's just funny. Like he can see you and see what you're doing, but he wants to look up at your face and he turns his head sideways to look at you. It's just a funny funny. thing. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, look at you know, he's got to see your face, right? In India, I think they say dolphins and elephants are people. They give them personhood. Oh, wow. Non-human people. All right. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends and become a member over at TimCast.com. We're going to have that members only show coming up for you uh, about 11 p.m. But we're going to read your super chats now. All right. Jay Mary says, thanks for having Savon. Y'all are the future of journalism because y'all have integrity. Please stay safe out there. And remember, pioneers take the arrows. We all have our part to do. Wow. Wow. 
Enlightened Fool says Crowder's interview with Alex Jones was enlightening. <laughs> Very interesting. Indeed. Woot Do For You says Home Invasion Cast. Yeah. Yeah. Another person showed up to the same property and uh, people were saying it's not, they claim to be a fan and they're like, it's not a fan, it's recon. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. And I think I'm, you know, clearly it's not a fan because nobody would show up to this property a day after a bullet was just shot at two other home invaders. So it's like maybe trying to come back to case the joint, maybe because they dropped stuff and they need an excuse to go check it out. Well, testing security, seeing the response, seeing who's there, seeing if, you know, what's the response time, who's going to show up. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy-ish going around there. To any of the other fans in the chat, don't do that. Don't do it. Yeah. I don't think anybody showing up to the properties are a fan of anything. No. I, I think it's just an excuse, but the excuse doesn't work. Like none of our security guys are, are assuming anybody showing up is a fan. They're like, doesn't matter if what you think you are. Like death threats are death threats. Yeah, coming coming uninvited is not nice. Red Hood 13 says, I want to see a new burn notice series. Quote, I used to be a spy until I quit and started to work at Twitter. Uh-huh. Midas says the country and the government is now a facade for the elite. The government takes and abuses power, and then no one does anything because people expect the government to, police it, government to police itself. We need to start policing the government. Politicians should fear us. Ostracizing them and shunning them. I'd put it this way. Don't let politicians into your business. You know, hey, if they want to make political uh, affiliation a protected class outside of D.C., then maybe. But uh, there's a, only a handful of politicians I'd be willing to, like, make a burger for. I like what you said yesterday about, uh, you know, the police that are coming in and shutting down uh, American business owners. Don't allow them in any other business. Right. You know, make their make their faces known, make their names known. I I like they think that's a really good way of, you know, pushing back nonviolently. But it would require the people of Fredericksburg to all recognize who these people are, these cops, Mm -hmm. and then agree politically. So what's going to end up happening is you're going to get leftists who for no other reason than the cops are being shunned by anti-vaxxers, yeah. we'll start serving them, despite the fact they're the defund the police faction. So It's very strange, right? Because I feel like Antifa is almost there with their, with their mindset. They're almost <laughs> there, but they're not quite there yet. Steven Zilligen says, wish Pelosi gave Tim an excuse to break out his impression. He sounds like Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey in a female tone. Yeah. That's your Pelosi talks like this. Donald Trump is just so awful. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> I love that one. I mean, but it's like, it's like intentionally gross. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> you know, you just try to, because that, that's, that's how I feel when she talks. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ram Roy says, this gas station thing feels like something out of the Stalker series. What's that? Do you guys know what that is? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a video game, I believe, S.T.Stalker. I don't remember exactly. It's like it's in Russia, a Russian-based game. So apparently everybody seems to know what that bullpup shotgun is, and they're coming up with uh, different ideas. Uh, one person said it looks like a Tavor 12, 9mm, or the other is a Tavor 95 in 9mm. Uh, let's see, Ashton says it's an MDR bullpup by Desert Tech. Then we have, uh, what does it say? The Mercenary says that weapon in the video looks like a shotgun with a chamber looking like the, it fits the size of a 12-gauge shotgun shell. My dad had one like that. Wow. It looks just like a bullpump 12-gauge that I have as well. Then uh, Josh V says, bullpup shotgun. Look at the magwell and bolt size. There you go. A lot of people responding. Yep. A lot of people saying, uh, Chris Vang says, 12-gauge bullpup. Look at the magazine. The magazine is very blocky. There you go. 
Let's see. Tusna Lorem says private security carry beanbag rounds and shotguns. Ergo, it's not a bullpup. It's an assault beanie. Aha. Aha, <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Woot do for you says the firearm you're trying to figure out is an ATI Bulldog or a Tokarev TBV-12. I don't know. It may be those things. I know that I have a bullpup 12 gauge that is not one of those. I don't know. I don't. It's is it? You know, I don't know. What did the other person say? The desert one sounded like it might be it. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Philok says we are a civilization in decline. We think we are just more aware of the conspiracies. The truth is wicked people can't even conspire competently anymore. Compare even the honeyed words of snakes then and now. There is no comparison. Mm. Yeah. I think that Martin Luther King statement where it's uh, the, the true, what is it, testament of evil is not to do evil, but to sit by while evil men yeah. do evil and do nothing mm. and watch uh, it happen. The only thing required for evil to triumph is that good men do nothing. Much more concise. <laughs> There's a couple different ones like that. At least we're doing something. I did nothing from 2010 to, net to 2019, so I feel better now. Yeah. Todd B says, Tim, did you see Crowder's interview with Jones today? Tell me Jones's description of yay doesn't sound familiar. Literally said yay wouldn't talk about that stuff. Then show starts and he goes into it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. Publicity stunt. Yeah. So I don't know what kind of publicity he's looking for, but he got it. AJ, what you doing? Come on the show, bro. <laughs> get out here. We'll get AJ out here. Uh, he, we got to hand him that jar. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. We got to make a skit of him being like a anti-Santa Claus coming in to steal the jar. <laughs> yeah. um, that was the idea that uh, we already, yeah, originally had. Like a Jones has got to pay off his bills, so he goes around collecting all the Alex Jones's right jars for everybody, <laughs> and then he's yeah, able yeah. to pay it off. That's a great vlog. I think I think Seamus did that for Freedom Tunes. Oh, yeah. It's, mm, I don't think so. Well, we can do the live action. Yeah, version. we'll do a live action. Seamus yeah. did a really, really good bit about the yay thing, where it's like, I'm outside and I meet yay. And, and I'm like, oh, hey, I'm Tim. And he goes, who is they, though? And I'm like, that's that's Jim. Who is they, though? That's Steven Crowder. Who is they, though? Yeah, that's good. Officer Bill. Who is they, though? Kanye, you got to stop talking about people like they're not here. And then he says, I think everyone is special and have something to offer. And then I go, exactly. And then he says, especially Hitler. And then everyone does it. You got to watch the Freedom Tunes. It's yeah, funnier. It's he funny. just, Seamus nailed it. It's very, very good. All right, Kevin... Quaz Naza says Elon Musk censored free speech and lied about it. Changed my mind. I, I lied about it. Perhaps um, the symbol posted by Kanye is the symbol of realism. I guess mm -hmm. it looks like a star of David with a swastika in the middle. And it's a it's a religious group that believes aliens created humanity or something like that. Right. Elon Musk deleted it, suspended Ye and said it was for inciting violence. I don't and agree with that. No yeah. one does. No, I mean, I agree I that agree. he did that. I don't agree with the assumption. What no, no, so I'm saying like, no, uh, uh, basically everyone came out and they were like, what? Inciting violence? He posted an offensive image. Yeah. Like, we don't have to like the image, but he didn't tell anybody to do anything. Mm -hmm. I think the first red flag for me was when Elon, based off of his own personal feelings, said that Alex Jones couldn't back, come back on the platform. That was a big red, big red flag for me because, again, you know, Elon has done a good job of changing Twitter from its original origins. We're in a lot better place than we were two, four years ago. However, there's still work to be done. And now we just have a new person that's allowed to be the arbiter of what freedom of speech really means. Yep. Ready to Rumble says, please stop talking crap about Neuralink because it's going to save lives literally by helping the paralyzed walk and the blind see and so much more. I agree. But there's part of me that worries that there's going to be people who are have, have injuries, have ner nervous system injuries, and they're going to say, yes, please. 
And I got to be honest, if it were me, I'd probably say the same thing. I'd say, yes, give me the implant. Help me walk once again. But then who knows what that implant will do to them? And, right. and I think the common sense take on this, too, is do you really expect our government not to take advantage of this type of technology? Yeah. Think about that. I expect them to hack into it. Exactly. And try and watch what's being thought. I was reading a Forbes article earlier today about how um, you can now hack into up to 10,000 different types of vehicles and extract people's personal data. Yeah, as the adage goes, the path to hell is paved with good inventions. Good inventions. Good inventions, good intentions. I like that. Uh (laughs) Graham Godfrey says, just yesterday I was offered assisted death when canceling my transplant. We were joking about that before the show. Jeez, (laughs) kind of joking. We're talking about it. That's crazy, man. Canada's like just offering to kill people. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I mean, at least the government's honest now. (laughs) They're doing it secretly. Now they're doing it overtly. So give them props for that. We like to talk about how Simpsons predicts a lot of things, but in this instance, Futurama called it. Mm. The suicide booths. My one of, the, one of the best jokes is how Bender has the coin on the string to get his money back, but he's about to kill himself. So it's mm. just like, what was the point of doing that? You know. And then I think this is the first episode. It's how Fry meets Bender, and then he pushes him back and survives. And oh, then yeah. Bender gets mad. He's like, "Ah, what a rip off!" It's the pilot. It's like, yeah. yeah, the pilot. See where Neuralink ends up for me is people uploading their consciousness to some type of I don't know, like AI cloud or whatever, and then also being a part of the assisted suicide. But then their consciousness is in the cloud. I don't know. I feel like that's where that progression goes to. There's there's a show like that. What is it? What was it called? I watched it. I can't remember. It's about in the future people can upload their consciousness when they mm-hmm. die. So like you can retire indefinitely. And there's this dude who gets, what is he, like a car accident or something. So they're like, well, you're going to die. We can transfer your consciousness before you do. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're dead. And then he does. Is it called Upload? Know. Upload, is that what it is? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. That's a pretty good show. It's an interesting concept. But uh, people will eventually just live forever. Uh, not really, though. Like, it's yeah. not really going to be you, you know. you. I, 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 I think we certainly don't know how to transfer a soul exactly. or, or whatever a soul, like, is made of or whatever it is. I don't even know if it exists in this plane. Like when you talk about DMT stuff, we've had those conversations with Michael Malice and it's it's like something connecting people to beyond the veil. Mm-hmm. So our soul may not even be here. So transferring it into a machine may, may not even be possible. Yeah. Unless you like figure out a way to make an organic brain regenerate perfectly forever. And then you you hook up electrodes into a machine or something. Or if you could figure out what subatomic spin is causing the electrodes to fire the way they're firing, and you could replicate that spin in a machine or in a subsystem of some sort, or virtually replicate the spin, you might be able to replicate the thought patterns. Sure, but what I mean is that's not that's not that's not you. You know, like imagine no. you're playing Super Mario Brothers. Can you transfer Mario into another character, and it's like? Well, it's just you. You're controlling the player character. If you leave, there's nothing there. And there's no way in the game to preserve your controls beyond you leaving. You know what I mean? So what I'm saying is like what ensouls us here may not even be a part of this reality in any tangible way. It's it's beyond it. Mm. So it might it might it may be beyond any kind of reality based physics. Mm. Yeah. You can replicate human thought pattern in the machine, but you ain't there. Yeah, true. You what could if re- you could keep doing it after you die? Like you still have control of your your thought patterns because it's preserved in a machine and you can keep talking to people after your body's dead. So like your soul somewhere else is controlling the machine maybe. I don't know, man. I, I'm not going to pretend to have all the answers. That's that's certainly something. A lot of people just, uh, you know, we talk to a lot of religious people and they think it's not possible for the soul to, to exist in that way and no idea. I would not presume to know. 
All right, Trace Ventura says, as a huge fan, it's really upsetting that a few bad actors had to destroy a lot of what you guys had planned for the business. Many of us may never uh, get to meet you guys. Unfortunately, it's true. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys saw my 4 p.m. video, but uh, creepy phone calls being sent, like veiled threats, basically. And uh, we get a lot more than people realize. There's a whole bunch of, well, I'll put it this way, behind the scenes of the show, there's a war going on. And I'm, I'm not even kidding. There's a whole bunch of stuff. There's legal battles. There's death threats, stuff we don't talk about. The stuff you see is surface level swattings, creepy phone calls. And uh, someone tweeted at me a great point saying that the right has been uh, convinced to uh, has been pressured into being silent abuse victims. They need to start talking about what's going on more. And I'm like, 100 percent. I've never I, I keep hearing it over and over again. Don't tell anybody it's happening. Don't tell you'll make it worse. And I'm like, OK, just at this point, tell me how it's making it worse because mm -hmm. it's not stopped. It's only gotten worse. Yeah. Well, it'll be worse than this. OK, fine. Whatever. Maybe that'll get law enforcement, if they're still in existence, to do something about it. Maybe the issue is it's a low-tier, blunt terrorism that never reaches the level where any law enforcement agency actually wants to take care of it. How about we just say it's happening, and if they want to make it worse, well, then that's going to be on law enforcement to figure it out, not me. Well, I think that we've seen time and time again that until you hold them accountable, law enforcement really isn't going to do anything. So, yeah, yeah. I say keep, you know, talking about what's happening. Yeah, it's like a weird cold terrorism almost. They just don't say anything about it. I feel yeah. for people that are like alone, like YouTubers that are super famous, but not that wealthy and working alone in their house. And it happens to them because like the nature of the entertainment industry is you're going to get weird phone calls and doxing and crap. Um, but it's private security and secure locations. You need that if you're going to be a famous entertainer. There's no such thing as a secure location anymore. Just like no. a wall, the compound. That, Yes. But like the idea that you can mask where you are, it's it's literally impossible. Mm -hmm. I've had people emailing me being like, Tim, here's the trick. And it's like, if you if you think we have not implemented these yeah, these right. techniques and everything, yeah, right, right. it's just like, look, we have guests. Guests have to know where we are. Guests have staff. They also know where we are. They tell a friend who tells a friend who tells a friend who tells a friend. And then it's impossible to keep addresses mm -hmm. a secret. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what you really just need is a bunch of armed dudes and a warning to people that if you trespass, you will be presumed to be a lethal threat. A wall in border security. Show America how it's done, Tim. <laughs> 30 foot big concrete walls all the way around. Or, no, we'll do bollard fencing around the property. Oh, okay, yeah. Or just really good self-defense training. You know what we'll do? Which we'll, I've been I'll doing just, for like I'll, two years. I'll just get 15 German shepherds. <laughs> and that's it and then we'll just let them run around you yeah. know there'll be a lot of poop well, atlas is yeah. going to have uh you know a litter a litter oh yeah. hell yeah so yeah. we'll just you know raise them on the land like savages you know and we'll 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 teach them a coded language that only we know that's a, that's a thing too um i don't know if this is true but i heard that with like attacked like trained dogs you don't use uh english yeah. You use different languages and you use your own kind of uh, yeah. vernacular. You make up words. Oh, you make just, up words for so no specific accidental. actions. So you, you, if you're in a conversation with somebody, you don't accidentally use the word. Because the dogs, is, like German Shepherds, I have one. They're, they're super smart. They hear every word. Their ears are always perked up. And if you could say, you know, I'm on guard today and guard is the word that they're, that they're activated on, you're going to have a problem and situation on your hand. Because when they go crazy, they but go crazy. But also, bad guys can okay. use the commands on your dog and, and right. your, your trained dogs probably won't listen but there could be circumstances where they've got food and you know they, they try and feed the dog or something would you guys connect 60 uh german shepherds to a neural network and then put one in your brain and connect, <laughs> control them with your brain <laughs> you probably could actually they did that thing with the roach where they remote controlled it 
what they do is they, 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 they create a remote control thing for a human where they put some device on the person that screwed with their equilibrium. And then when they would turn the control stick, it would make the person feel like they were going to fall over. So they would try and walk to the left to stop from falling over. And it made them like, uh, and they were freaked out. Yeah, it's crazy. A couple of days ago when I was training uh, my dog for protection work, uh, the trainer that I worked with brought out his dog. And then uh, I put the sleeve on and he was like, let me show you uh, what, what the dog's capable of doing. And it is terrifying. They will rip your arm off without yeah. even thinking about it. The strength and the power and the veracity that these dogs have within them. I mean, oh, it's, it's insane. It's crazy. Ian's eyes are opening up. So yeah, you better watch out. You better treat Atlas nice. She's Ian. amazing creature. Yeah. And I not, love you, Atlas. Yeah. Not wake, wake me up in the morning. Um, Staff here they're listening. Like, they're like wolves. I mean, that's the closest thing to a, a wolf. Is German Shepherd, is that the closest thing to a modern wolf mm. in the dog? Well, there's also Malinois. Huskies uh, that are also very close. Belgian uh, but, Malinois. Uh, yeah, Belgian Malinois are also um, being used a lot by militaries and police. But I love dogs. I, I grew up around dogs. A German Shepherd saved my, saved my uh, grandma's life uh, oh, during World War II. What uh, happened? It, it's an insane story. Maybe we could get into it in the after show. After show. Yeah. Well, oh, all right, we'll do that one. All right, Tech Yarg says the interview on Alex Jones was a setup. I DM'd Luke We Are Change with the clip. Um, where did you what, send it? Because I that's my Twitter handle and Instagram handle. Also, there's a lot of fakes out there. So if you're seeing underscore Luke We Are Change or just any other version of it that is not actually Luke We Are Change, uh, please report those fake accounts. Uh, there's a lot of people spamming. I will never be asking you for for money. Uh, directly through DMs. So please ignore all those fakes. And uh, I'll check my uh, DMs on Instagram and Twitter to see. And also Facebook. That's that's me on there too. So uh, yeah. yeah, thanks for sending me the clip. Semper Ives says, Tim, you got a lot of flack saying the black vote when saying you don't believe in identitarianism. Could you go into how you were going to explain that to Ye? Yeah, Ye lied. Uh, before the show, I didn't literally say, hey, Ye, you're black, therefore black people will vote for you. I said... If you're if you go door to door and you ask someone Trump, Biden, yay, they're going to say yay because you're more personable. You're a celebrity. People know your name. I in in the context of that, I said that the cultural stuff that he builds is hip hop and stuff is, is prominent in the black community. He probably would do well in, in certain areas of that. He said, yeah, but and, and it was it was funny because before the show, it was a very calm and reasonable thing. He's like, yeah, but, you know, there's a lot of black people who don't like me. And I'm like, no, 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 I know, of course. But I think that uh, race plays a role for a lot of people. I have a story I've told about how uh, when I was skating on the south side of Chicago, my friend whose, whose grandmother was black said vote for Obama because he'd be the first black president. Race does play a role for a lot of people. It is not the same thing to say there's a Jewish vote in Florida. There's a Jewish vote in New York. There's a black vote in New York. There's a Latino vote in Florida. There's a Latino vote in Texas. Nobody cares about that. They talk about the Jewish vote in New York all the time. No one wants to destroy your life because you brought it up. It's a false, uh, it's, it's a false equivalence. Like, so then what, what happens is Ye tries to spring like a gotcha. He goes, you said I'd, I'd get a bunch of black votes because I'm black. And I'm like, that's not exactly what I said. It's kind of twisting what I said. I think it's more so that when you have someone who is successful and people can see him as like a representation of where they come from, Chicago, hip hop, urban, and many people in the black community. Yeah, they're going to see themselves in you. You're going to inspire them. Race does play a, a role in that. We've talked about it a lot on this show. It's, it's, it's like people are trying to find a way. Let me, let me tell you, I'll tell you guys a story, man. I had a Discord server once. I got rid of it. And I'll tell you why. 
because there are people who are just psychotically obsessed with Jewish people the same way woke people are psychotically psychotically obsessed with white people. And it's really annoying to me because it doesn't actually talk about anything. It doesn't solve any problems. And so what happened was I created I created discord so that we can literally we just talk about the news. Like, what's the news today? And there were a group of people, like a small handful, that no matter what the news was, they would turn it into talk about Jewish people. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We we were talking about pineapple on pizza. And then all of a sudden, some guy is like, I had pizza in Israel once. And I was like, oh, you're kidding me, dude. And then someone says, you know, Israel this. And I'm like, I'm I'm shutting this thing down. Because these people were derailing everything. And that was probably their intent. And I said, I am not going to sit here where these people just keep spamming the same thing over and over again. There's no conversation, and it's totally pointless. That's what it felt like when I was administrating mines for like four years. I'm like, how do I, this is nonstop. These are all the people that got banned off YouTube and Facebook for saying all this, you know, stuff anti-Jew. I don't know if it's anti-Jew, but like sympathizing with the Nazi kind of mentality. Is that the way to look at it? Like the Hitler wasn't so bad mind? That wasn't, that wasn't the issue for the Discord server. Yeah, the issue so was annoying when that comes in waves and it's just like, dude, how do you stop that? But, but, but that's not the issue. The issue was like, if Israel was in the news, like, what was it? Protective edge or whatever. Some like, you know, Israel bombing Palestine. I have no problem if people say whatever they wanted about Israel or Jewish people. I'm like, the problem was we'd be talking about Donald Trump wanting to like lower taxes and then someone would turn it into a conversation about Jewish people. And I'm like, you have a psychological problem. I get it. You are obsessed with this. I'm I'm folk I'm I'm trying to do a like this this wasn't a free speech platform this was literally today's news subjects discuss and then people want to shut down the conversation and I'm like okay it's we clearly can't do it this, this way so this I'm not interested is, in this is great because I think it takes a lot of heat off Jewish people in general and refocuses it on British imperialism like the foundation of Israel with the mandate for Palestine the British mandate for Palestine you refocus it on empire and take it off of the individuals or the race or the religions and stuff is such a better conversation I think it's also particularly annoying. Like I did a segment today talking about the film Wednesday, or the, the show Wednesday. Tim Burton's being accused of being racist because two oh, of the yeah. char- two of the characters, uh, the, the two black characters, are bullies. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you you literally just can't have a diverse cast right. because there's no position you can put any you know marginalized voice in without someone being upset about it. You know, we rag on that stuff all the time. When I tell someone to shut up about white people. It's like white people aren't the problem, which is like a large bulk of the culture war conversations. It's weird to me that people act like when we say the same thing about Jewish people, it's unique. Like, why are you saying that, Tim? It's like we say the same thing about when people are like, oh, black people can't be bullies. Sure, they can. They can be bullies. They can be good people. They can be bad people. They can be gay people. They can be bankers. They can be anything. Who knows? But uh, the funny thing about the, the Tim Burton stuff is that the characters that are accused of being bullies aren't even bullies. They're like actually just good guy characters like right they're normal characters with flaws and normal things and these people got mad that black characters are depicted negatively so they they got outraged about it and then they want to get stuff banned well, and I think that's the greater issue of our society, right, is that we have the population creating these fake problems because they've been so coddled. We have it so easy in this country that we have to create these fake problems. And racial division is one of the easiest things for everybody to fight about. And I truly think that's what it is at the core of it, right? You have a huge subset of the population that truly just wants to fight for something, that wants to be the hero, that wants to have something that uh, they're doing positively with their lives, that they're contributing to society. And racism right now just happens to be the easiest thing. So they're making issue out of nothing. 
Jesse Kelly was saying that's how communism finds its way into systems is through the vulnerabilities of the disenfranchised. Whoever is feeling like a victim right now, mm -hmm. that's perfect incubation for communist mentality. Yeah. The group, the government will save us from it. Anti-Semitism, yeah. anti-white, you know, all this crap. Let's read this one from Brent. Brett Noel says chat GPT is so good already. How long until it could copy an individual speech writing style so well that people, especially political leaders, can live forever through their AI consciousness? We're already there. Apparently, Facebook has this thing, or they've been working on it, where after someone dies, you can take all of their posts and chat history and turn it into an AI. I'll also mention this. Homework no longer exists. It doesn't. With yeah. chat AI, someone tweeted this. They said, write a short essay about the, uh, the effect of westward expansion on the Civil War. And then it wrote a page about literally that, a unique essay that you could then read through Make sure, it, and it's all correct, and then turn it in as your own. Well, you know, that's good, because I was actually just reading an article about how a high school in Baltimore, 77% of their students were reading at an elementary grade level. So it's a good thing that we have AI to come and think for us, because the uh, majority are complete and utter idiots. Thank you to our education system. Well, homework was a scam anyway. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, I thought it was dumb. The entire education no system it. is a scam at this point. It is. So It always has been. The thing about these AIs is ChatGPT is an establishment liberal. Someone uh, had it, they per, had it perform the um, political typology quiz, and it mm. was an establishment liberal, which is to the left of like average Democrat and one degree to the right of progressive leftist. And it's because the AI is trained over a decade on an internet that has censored all these right wing ideas. Yeah, literally. So I, there's another video on a, by Asianometry who did a video about this and about like, uh, I think it's like Van Neumann. Uh, structure and you know more about it Ian than I would um, but he talks specifically about this and specifically about the the chat G, chat GBT GPT whatever it's called um, that I watched last night that was really interesting um, by the way if anyone's interested in looking at it we just need to delete AI delete the humanoid robots delete the San Francisco robots that just got uh you know armed or I'm sorry they're not going to shoot you they're just going to violently oh, explode next you. to you yeah. my apologies here um, <laughs> yeah the sentient AI that's now you know speaking to us and creating art I don't like it I really don't how's education going to work are kids just going to download the the essay yeah the approved narrative that's how it's going to work they're going to you know insert the brain chip Download the approved narrative. Beautiful. So this think, think for yourself is becoming more important. Yeah. That's the goal of schools, maybe. Get us to the point where they have to have Neuralink. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, you can't do math anymore. When was the last time anybody actually wrote out some division? I'm in media. I don't use math for yeah. a reason. You know, when you go to a restaurant, the, the, the amount of the tip is written out for you. Yeah. And it's like, it's funny because it's, you know, do people know how to do 20%? It's just like. It's like the easiest calculation. It's 10% times two. Yeah. Anytime you got to do a 30 times 30 times 40 times 50, it's just times 10 times three. There's a bunch of different ways you can four. do it, but nobody does anymore. They just look at the receipt and the receipt says the number. And this guy sued because he found out one restaurant was saying like 10% of putting a higher number because yeah. nobody knows the math. And now everyone's got many supercomputers in their pockets. There's yeah. a math forum. We've I outsourced mean, the, the poor guy didn't have a fact checker to make sure the receipt was correct. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Let's see. There was one super chat that I wanted to read. Let me see if I can find it. Some people mentioning that it's definitely a bullpup shotgun. Thank you for uh, uh, pointing that out. And uh, there's one last one. Where is it? Oh, here we go. Clef the Misfit says, Ian, Jews are not the only group who share an ethnicity and a religion. It's very common in the Middle East, such as the Druze, the Yazidis, as well as the Rohingya in South Asia. Yeah, Ian. Yeah, Ian. Okay, thank you. There you go. Yeah, you're right about that for sure.
All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member over at TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only show coming up for you. We post them just about 11 p.m. It's going to be a lot of fun, not so family-friendly. You can follow the show at TimCastIRL. Follow us on Instagram. We post clips. You can follow me personally. Twitter, Instagram is a good place, at TimCast. Savannah, you want to shout anything out? Go follow me on Twitter. I'm back now, guys, at Sav underscore says underscore or on YouTube, Sav says. Thank you, Tim, for having me. It's been a fun conversation. I was really nervous, but, uh, you know, we, we got straight into the government corruption and all the nerves just went away. More to come. Uh, Members only. It's a love language, I would say. Indeed. Um, anyway, my name is uh, Luke Radowski. My YouTube channel is We Are Change. I did a very interesting video about China. Um, and uh, my main video was on uh, LukeUncensored.com, specifically about Ron DeSantis, who is just doing incredible things in Florida, especially when it comes to putting big pharma in check. He's doing something absolutely incredible. Maybe we could talk about it on the after show where their sticker on my shirt comes off. And uh, LukeUncensored.com is the website. Hope to see you there. Thank you guys out there for keeping me honest, keeping the crew honest, keeping everybody honest with uh, things like about the Yazidis, all that. Savannah, it's great to see you again. Always good to hear about your work. Next time you come, bring a white pill. I'll bring a white pill. I'm not talking about MDMA, (laughs) uh, but we should all bring a white pill. Have a white pill party, if you know what I'm talking about. Positive future growth. We'll talk about solutions. Yeah, good to see you, man. Great episode. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I'll see you guys in the comments. I'm at surge.com everywhere. You can find me. We'll see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Cheers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.